and viddy films I would. Where I was taken to, brothers, was like no cine I ever vidied before. I was bound up in a straitjacket, and McGulliver was strapped to a headrest with like wires running away from it. Then they clamped like lidlocks on my eyes, so that I could not shut them, no matter how hard I tried. It seemed a bit crazy to me, but I let them get on with what they wanted to get on with. If I was to be a free young Malchick again in a fortnight's time, I would put up with much in the meantime on my brothers. Down to it, Papa. I'm 
Our buddies. It's a Ron and Fez show on a weekday. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Tom Bennington, Fez Watley, Chris Stanley, Eastside Dave McDonald. Dave, what movies did you bring me today? I brought you It's Complicated, mm -hmm. starring the great Meryl Streep, uh, Alec Baldwin, Steve Martin, and... Very Brothers. excited about this. And Brothers with uh, Tobey Maguire and Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, you know, for the It's Complicated, not even released yet to the theaters. And no, ladies and gentlemen, we don't use bootlegs. We're against it. I am. Uh, Davey Mack is a member of the Writers Guild. Yes. And I am his concierge. I explained to him who should get things. Yes. I believe Ron is an honorary writer. Thank you very he much. wrote me a note yesterday. That was a beautiful one. Right. And I did it in character, in the character of Tom That's Chiasano. Why. That's why I'm, you're eligible for these. Another gentleman who used to uh, love the fact that Dave was in the Writers Guild. Yeah. As long as you keep giving those notes, I got no problem. Did you get a Hurt Locker yet? Um, not yet. I'm supposed to get the Hurt Locker, though, because I got a postcard. Do you want it? I go, yeah, fuck, fuck yes. Yeah, sure. Especially after L.A. critics and New York critics have it as the best movie. Yeah, I have to tell you this. Uh, it was playing almost across the street from me, and I didn't go because <laughs> I find the Iraq movies so depressing. Right. But maybe, you know, this is the start of a good... I mean, it took a, a while for the Vietnam movies to get uh, going, and then well, they got going in a great way. If you want to do, like, pay attention to that history... We had to wait till Vietnam was over, yeah. kind of summed up in our heads, and then we start making the Vietnam movies. They started making the the Iraq movies immediately. Right, yeah. Uh, Hurt Locker wasn't that good, but the Bootleggers Guild can get you a copy, I think. I, I want no part of the Bootleggers Guild. Don't you understand? The classy operation. I'm against stealing. Now, is that the Bootleggers Guild East or West? Because I'm in the... <laughs> WJA East. Oh, you're in the East, so you I'm probably get less movies. East side, baby. <laughs> and no, you know, we didn't shoot Tupac. Well, that's where you blow it, because you guys would, would have street cred. Well, I'll tell you one thing, though, Ronnie. Yeah. Us, us East Siders, we're still wondering what happened to Spalding Gray. We're, we're, we're looking at you, WJE, <laughs> WJA West. You know, I haven't gotten over the Spalding Gray thing. Yet. We're just saying. All of a sudden, he disappears off a ferry. How is that possible? What about the fact that he had been leading, leaving suicide notes for <laughs> generation? A complete generation. But doesn't that kill you when someone is as creative as Spalding Gray? Yeah, he was great. And, and then, you know, in, a, in an odd way, Fez Watley, you are, in my opinion, the untalented Spalding Gray. <laughs> uh -huh. Because in the same way, Spalding Gray would talk about... Are you familiar with him at all? No. I mean, I know about the uh, the, the suicide. What about his work? No, I don't know anything you about that. You bypass the work <laughs> straight into gossip. One man he shows. was this guy that, you know, you would he would do these one-man shows, which was basically an hour and a half fezzatorial. <laughs> um, and you would think to yourself... That Spalding Gray's a great guy. I hope Spalding Gray finds happiness. And it, it, would, it would be so frustrating that he kept being unhappy and then he finally, you know, committed suicide or just at one dark moment stepped off the ferry. Right. Just maybe had this dark moment that if he would have taken a minute, he wouldn't have done it. But what did the other people on the boat think he was doing? Like going for a swim? I mean, why oh, would you've they... been on the ferry. I mean, it's a gigantic thing. You could easily slip off without anybody seeing you. 
I have been. I, I always thought that someone would have said... It's not always crowded. It's not always rush hour on the thing. Uh, I suppose. I, I don't know. I, I love I loved swimming in Cambodia. I thought that was Fantastic. a really, really great uh, piece of work. Fantastic. So you are our Spalding Gray, Fez, <laughs> except for uh, your ballist and won't do the right thing. <laughs> Look at this beautiful little uh, piece of work that was sent to us by Laura Palooza. Uh, and uh, it's here. We're all in here. It's like a little Ron and Fez cartoon or comic, if you will. And I thought we were represented by gonads. I thought we were three gonads. <laughs> but uh, looking at it closer, we're three thumbprints. And then they, she puts little pants on, one smoking a cigar, the other one has a bad wig, and the other one has a bad red wig. <laughs> and we're all there, and our feet go the wrong directions. Uh, That's cute. No Chris Tanley, but uh, I like it a lot. And she says, happy holidays, which I appreciate, because that includes uh, Hanukkah, Ronica, Kwanzaa, Winter Carnival. And am I missing any fez? Uh, Ramadan. Bam, bam, da, da, da. What is Ramadan? That's the Muslim holiday around this time of year. Uh, yeah. By the way, my uh, nephew I've talked about before, Benicio, he was in his first big class play. And uh, all the kids, they sing their songs and all the parents are there videotaping. And then each of the children would say, here is Christmas... Uh, here is Hanukkah and explain it and they get to uh, what's the African one? Kwanzaa Kwanzaa and as the little girl is doing Kwanzaa Benicio yells out I'm not buying it <laughs> <laughs> and of course we laugh because it's a funny thing for a kid to say not a single laugh and a couple of gasps and my sister-in-law has to remark to people he's just a child he's wrapped up into Christmas this is not an anti-black thing. <laughs> uh, I mean, I agree with them. Yeah, I know, but, but... And that's why I said the same thing. Adults spend their whole life saying, I'm not buying it about other people's <laughs> religions. Um, before we get started and all the itchy buns, I want to get a little update here from uh, Doug in Baltimore. Doug, you're on a fez. How's it going, buddy? Yeah. Uh, you know, I just want to say that the Hurt Locker is really more about uh, the bomb tech's addiction to danger while defusing bombs. Yeah. All right. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. I just, you know, I only... Uh... So it's like speed. Well, you know what else is like speed is crystal meth. <laughs> uh, and then some cigars came to me today. Who are these from? Um, they are from uh, Ron Fez fans, Austin, Texas. Decided oh. to give you some cigars. They have a Twitter. They have a Twitter, RFATX. And their point, Fuzzy, is they want Ron and Fez to come to Austin. Oh, okay. To do the show full-time out of Austin. Oh, to move to Austin. Yeah. And I'm looking to change the name of the show from Ron and Fez to Austin City Limits. Oh. That, I think that would be a kick-ass name for Well, us. good bands. You would get great bands. And who's the other cigar from? The other cigar is from Dash from RonFez.net. Thank you, Dash. What, he mailed a single cigar? Uh, no, he handed it to me at the RonFez.net after party. And uh, I delivered to you. You know, I had uh, I was thinking about going to that after party, which would have been the fourth party that night. But uh, I'm so close to my house at the GVAC party. It's understandable. And we were playing uh, video uh, 
poker, not video poker, but video trivia, and this is too much fun. Fezzi, by the end of it, how many times did we dominate the number one spot on the on the machine? Oh, with number ones, I think, across the board. Mm. So, if you go to the Crow's Nest and you play that video game, you will see uh, RNF Rogue all over the place. <laughs> You're not going to be able to beat it. All kinds of categories. We're very, very proud of ourselves. Very, very proud of ourselves. Here's Matt in Buffalo. Matt, you're on a fez. Hey, Mr. B. Yeah. Um, bounce of the day. Yeah. Actually, two parts. Um, Jay Moore tweeted yesterday that he spoke to Ron Bennington on the show. Said, you are true comic genius and the funniest brain I've ever been around. I don't have to take that shit. I seriously yeah. don't. So this is Radio War against Jay Moore. Starts today. Uh, uh, what else do you got, Matt? Um, the Phillies let go of the one shining spot on their uh, their lineup and get rid of Cliff Lee. Well, uh, here's the deal there. It's not the one shining spot, but they weren't going to be able to keep him uh, past perhaps the one year. Financially, it wasn't going to work out for him. They made the move now. They picked up a hell of a pitcher. Amazing pitcher. I mean, and, <laughs> it's um, possible that they upgraded. You, well, and also, you've got to look into it this way. You only know if trades or drafts work out down the road. Yeah. If not, you sound like fucking Mike and the Mad Dog, and you're, you're the know-it-all guy, and nobody's holding you to it. So whether that's a good move or not, time will always tell. But is it a proactive move? I believe it is. Oh, and I respect the Phillies for this. It's fantastic. They could have easily... After they had their one bright, shining moment in the sun, start to roll back, a la the Mariners, Fez's team, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But plenty of teams get up, they fight, 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 right. get to that point, and once it happens, the parade never stops, and they almost become nostalgic from that point on. Right. The Phillies have um, shown me something, of course, that the, that the Yankees do, uh, and the Red Sox do, that is... How do we keep trying to get better? They reload. I mean, the Phillies right now are absolutely on the same level as the Yankees and Red Sox. They're just doing it in the National League. But they are reloading. They are tweaking every single season during the season and in the postseason, which means that they're the real deal. Now, will you make mistakes, Donut? Of course you will. Look how many mistakes the Yankees oh, yeah. have made over the years. For a decade. In the meantime, though, they won a series. They won a series, well, and they're try. disappointed. Yeah, you have to try. You can't just keep the same guys and hope, oh, hopefully they'll get hot. That's why I love what the Phillies are doing, and that's why the Mets are in such shitty shape. Because they keep saying, well, we're going to keep Delgado, and we're going to keep right, and we're going to keep the same parts, and somehow, magically, they won't choke again this year, or they won't get hurt again. And it's been three, four years with a quote-unquote talented team. The Mets aren't going to do shit. Mm. The that should have been all over Halliday. How the Phillies... Halliday is awesome. Anyone who watches American League East Baseball knows that this guy fucking shuts down the Yankees, the the, the Rays, and the Red Sox routinely. Those mm. are three powerful lineups. This guy's going to kill for the Phillies. He'll kill. Um, and also, they were have been protecting some minor league pitcher that uh, everybody wants. A lot of people get rid of that, and they said to themselves, in this trade... We would rather lose uh, Cliff Lee, who we're only going to keep for a year, right? Then you know, and and still try to uh, build. Now you can sit around and say whether it's a bad move, good move, you don't know. But at least they're making moves. At yeah. least because 
at one point they were basically a farm team for other fucking teams. If if you uh, looked around and seen how many championships have been won with former Phillies over the last couple decades, it fucking make you seasick. So it's great to see your team uh, attempting to go for it. At the same time, you don't know. You don't know. I Look know, at you, but... Davey Mack. You were so fucking proud of yourself, uh, uh, the way that you bounced back with your fantasy football team, and you got doubled by the stupid Earl Douglas this week. <laughs> doubled. Uh, it's a crazy league. Uh, and, of course, the uh, the team now that is n- as known as, uh, well, it's b- basically known as Mooch slash Hicks. What? Dominate Scruffy. You're fucking feeding them. You're fucking feeding That's fucking crazy. I never You're one of the people in and so scruff. That's they okay. are. Just scruffy. Sure. Mm. Whatever. Two Why would them, I help him? Two of them commiserating. I don't know, Cliff Lee. You tell me because I, your ass is out right now. Your ass is out. By the way, the Red Sox got John Lackey, which is pretty damn good for them. And the Yankees nope. let go of the World Series MVP. And you're a big uh, fucking Lackey fan. I, I like Lackey, yeah. I'm a Lackey Lackey. Interesting. I was hoping the Yankees were going to pick him up. So it's going to be a great year in baseball. It always is. All right. We continue to celebrate. Ronica, uh, we'll look into uh, some of the... Ishibans. And, of course, we haven't had a lucky $500 caller yet this week. Could it happen today? Wink, wink. I'm not allowed to say. Wink, wink. <laughs> Fez Watley, what's your Ichiban today? What the hell is Wig Boy talking about? I'm talking about the gossip reports that are coming in. Oh, jeez. That Kate Hudson and A-Rod are split up. Now, do we know this to be true, or it's still gossip gossip? It's still gossip gossip, not just gossip. Because Kate Hudson and A-Rod, neither one is making a comment on it. Now, remember this, uh, when we were talking about biggest couple in the world, Fez tried to uh, throw them in. And Dave and I were on the other side. We said, no, they're not as big as people like Madonna or whatever on a worldwide basis. And two, they haven't shown the staying power. I mean, you're not a couple if you're just fuck buddies very, very quickly. <laughs> and bad news, A-Rod. When the World Series isn't on, you can't get somebody's dad uh, World Series tickets. And it's just you and that fucking stupid painting of yourself. <laughs> Nobody wants you. <laughs> well, that's so sad. He's crying somewhere. He's listening. And if this Kate Hudson was a guy, uh-huh. we'd be calling her a coxman. <laughs> I don't know what the thing is. Is she a, a pussy woman? I'm not exactly sure what she is, but it's starting to become a ridiculous l- amount of famous cock she's mm. been with. Right, yeah. And that, like we said, this one didn't even last the, basically the whole baseball season. Am I wrong with them? I'm saying this. It's starting to almost become a turnoff. That she, you can only be with so many famous guys until after a while. Eh, who can't fucking have you? Who, who are you with next? Randy Savage? Where does it? Right. Where does this collection of famousness fucking finally end with you? Yeah, she's had a hockey player. She's had a baseball player. She had uh, the most famous bicyclist in the world, Lance Armstrong. I think and football is, player is next. It, see. You're, the thing that you were saying, I think, is kind of true, Fez, because it's starting to be like, how can I find the best in their field? The collector, Kate Hudson. And the fact that they're all famous. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, she's not with, like, some guy who has a bank in Zurich. You know what <laughs> I mean? She's staying in the same dating pool, the same kind of 
People magazine, Us magazine dating pool. Mm. And it's starting to be a little unattractive. And that may be sexist. I think she's going to go quarterback next. I think Romo? Mark Sanchez. Oh, come on. She can do better than Mark Sanchez. She just went from A-Rod. You're not going to go with a Sanchez. <laughs> not a very good player I mean, yet. Brady would have been the, the type of guy that she should have been with. And Peyton's uh, married already. Peyton and Eli are both married. Uh, Roethlisberger's not First married. First of all, Peyton she doesn't want to be with. That's going to look like shit no matter how you go <laughs> around it. What about Roethlisberger? I don't think he's married. He's hideous in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, can you be imagine being a woman and being with Roethlisberger? This and that's not attacking his... No, that's just great. aesthetically. Yeah. No, you know, right. as a ball player, he's great. But she, he ain't going on a fucking red carpet like A-Rod can. But he goes home, hi, this is my boyfriend Frankenstein. You know, and he crushes Goldie Hawn's hand. Yeah, and... <laughs> and pulls her arm off. And don't be alarmed. That's just fucking... Uh, cheeseburger frags all over his uh, face. <laughs> we, we've always said when like women are oddly hot, but Roethlisberger is oddly plump. Like you can't what? believe it, an athlete and a Super Bowl MVP is that kind of plumpy dude. You look, you're thinking about it too much. You're starting, starting to He's fucking, got fucking. Three I know, but gins. it's starting to secret up a little bit. Uh, who's she going to be with next? Uh, I think she's going to leave sports altogether and, wow. and go for uh, a field that she hasn't gone into. That's game show host, and I could see her with <laughs> Drew Carey. I'm being serious. Drew Carey's very much a, a, a ladies' man. He spends a lot of time at the Playboy Mansion. They'll meet each other there. He's what you call unsurprisingly plump. <laughs> Randy, you're on Rana Fez. Okay, uh, Hudson for me. Oh, yeah. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Eight six six runs your fez. Sean Alabama, you're running fez. Hey Ron, do you realize how good Kate Hudson must be in the fact how agile and mobile she's getting fucked by all these world class athletes? Look, look, I understood that there was something uh, wonderful about that girl since almost famous. I don't need I don't need to see a resume. <laughs> But it really has been almost famous. I mean, like, the the boyfriends now are way, way overshadowing her actual movie work. And that's maybe what's unattractive about well, it. Well, we'll see. Uh, apparently, she knocks them dead in nine. She knocks them dead with her singing and dancing. Okay. I'll trust it. But, yeah, uh, I haven't been a, a fan of her movie work since Almost Famous. No. Well, wait, what about Bride Wars? <laughs> no. I don't <laughs> It was quite a war. I, uh, it was on cable one night, and I, I put it on and literally turned off my television. <laughs> Didn't even change the channel. I kept the TV off. I saw the one where her and Matthew McConaughey were, like, trying to find buried treasure. That was Oh, on. yeah. That's, that's, really that's actually fantastically bad. <laughs> right. uh, because you, gold, think, what, what you, you got to do with that is Drake every time his shirt is off. <laughs> because his shirt is not only off in the, in, in like, uh, like when he's on the boat and diving yeah. and shit. At one point, he's not even wearing a shirt in court. <laughs> yeah. How does that fucking happen? I think a judge would go ape shit on you. He's kind of be in his contract. <laughs> I think he's like the Kate Hudson of, of men. He was great in Days of Confused, and we've been waiting for him to do something, you know, great since. Well, he did get caught up in Don't I Look Good. You know what I mean? And that kind of... He kind of liked that fucking uh, piece a lot better than being a great actor. Because mm. I agree with you. He's got chops. There's 
things that he's done that are good, but he kind of let himself become a fucking joke. Yeah, definitely. Um, Bob, you're on Fez. Yeah, I think um, Kate Hudson's next conquest may be our own uh, Anthony Cumia. Only if she has a time machine to get into. Because <laughs> 99, Kate Hudson? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but wouldn't it... it, wouldn't, it um, wouldn't it be somewhat of a turnoff to you? She was, with, she was with so many guys that are famous that, you know. No comment. Oh, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> I'd I'm say sorry. yes. I don't know how you could live with yourself like that. Just know you're, compete, you're competing against A-Rod. You're competing against Lance Armstrong. I'll fucking destroy those guys. Lance Armstrong I would destroy, but the A-Rod thing would intimidate me. Fuck I'd be like, just giant Latin with big giant Latin dick. Forget it. Yeah, but, you know, uh, get outside of that, and he's a fucking moron. Yeah, I guess I look at things on a very superficial level. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Because <laughs> you, you can't think to yourself that some of those guys are going to be fucking know how to please a woman because right. they're dumb jocks. I'd just be looking at I'd be thinking about their dicks, though, is what I was saying. And I think Lance Armstrong wouldn't be anything to anything special. Brad, Virginia, you're on Fez. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, the next big celebrity couple, Kate Hudson and Michael Vick. Ooh, dog killing. Doesn't seem to like that kind of person, if you know what I mean. She's heading that direction, if you look at A-Rod. <laughs> he is a little darker. <laughs> uh, Robert, you're on Fez. Yeah, Ronnie, she's going to wait to hear what team's moving to L.A., and then she'll pick from there. Uh, I, You know what? I'm going to agree with that. The fact Fez brought up football... But we don't have a definitive football player. Tom Brady would have been the guy. Right. But he's already got somebody. Yeah. She needs to hold out and wait for that fucking uh, football player that we all could say, you know. Yeah, he's also, mm. you know, he's Joe Willie Namath now. Right. And we could see the Han Russell family because in the stands. I got news for you. Pey Peyton Manning, if he was single, <laughs> despite all of his fucking numbers, is going to look stupid. Well, if it was 10 years ago, it could have been Jason Seahorn. <laughs> uh, Dennis, Yonkers, you're on a fez. Hey, guys, how's it going? Uh, I'm thinking that Kate is going to dabble in the world's greatest radio producer and mix up with your very own Chris Stanley. You know, this is uh, obviously women email the show, and I've had women ask me about Mr. Tanley quite a bit. I'll say a dozen times. Wow. And I've brought it up with Mr. Tanley. Not interested. No. Well, I'm in a relationship with a woman I love very much. That's and that has nice what to, to do with what I'm talking about. <laughs> if Tiger can find a way to compartmentalize, why can't you, Chris Tanley? Can you at least forward me those emails and I'll respond as Chris Tanley? No. <laughs> hey, lady! Say, <laughs> that's what I don't want to do. <laughs> Having problems with what I girlfriend. normally do for Chris is I says, as of now, he's very much in love. But I always like to put the as of now, right, to act like uh, perhaps there will be opportunities. That's a nice out clause there. Yeah, yeah. anything I mean, could happen in the future. You got to carny that thing a little bit. You got to act like this is not the game for you. <laughs> you know what? You're right. This one's too hard. Why don't you walk down there and throw a fucking softball into a basket? <laughs> You're not good enough for this game. And they're like, what? Wait. <laughs> um, here's uh, Ed, New Jersey, Armand Fez. 
Hey, I heard she's going to go out with uh, the guy from Blink-182. Uh, he's hung like a bull from what the girls say. Did that already. See? Don't listen to any of them. Well, it's just been done. Can I look at you East Side, Dave, and I'm going to tell you this? Yes, Ron? You the man. Never forget that. You the I man. demand? You the man. Am I the man? Yeah. You're, I demand. <laughs> you are Eastside Dave McDonald. You don't ever have to look over your shoulder. Thank you. Well, ever since I've grown a beard, I've grown a little more confident Absol with it. Yeah. I feel like... Fez, does he believe me? Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh. He's buying it. I'm good. here, Perfect. though. Huh? I, heard, I heard what you just said to Fez. Could you turn your heads off, headphones off for a second? I could, but... Yeah. okay. What a fucking dunce. I have ears. Oh, dope. What's that? My what a ears dope. still work. Well, you know, I mean, when I say turn off the headphones, I mean leave them on and turn them off. Uh, Victor, you're on my Fez. Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, I was thinking that there, there might be a word for a woman who has slept around as much as she had. Now, I'll go out on a limb, you know, and see if this sticks, but whore. I, I disagree a million percent, Victor. I don't fall into that. All right. I, how about slut? I, I, I don't fall into that either. Why would it be? Why would it be negative about them and not negative about a guy? I don't think we'd ever sit around and call Jack Nicholson fucking names and Warren Beatty names and any of these uh, men who have been known for this. Why would we do this with women? Well, let's put it this way: if they have a high number of guys that have been, you know, slamming their pussies, you know, it's just a, a really bad thought. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I, I almost think this is you're a non-sexual gentleman yourself. You are intimidated and just like the thing that dave said where you know he feels better but there's no reason to take that on i don't know why and i remember saying this in eighth grade as soon as a girl would fucking do something with a guy guys would start to say she's a slut well i'm like wait we're in eighth fucking grade here <laughs> haven't we all been trying to get our fingers wet haven't we all been trying to just get the tip of our dicks in why am we now going to make it fucking harder? Why did they give them the extra rule that it's harder? Uh, but if you notice, the men who say stuff like this are almost non-sexual beings. Is he looking at me, Dave? Yes, he is. Because you tend to do this quite a bit, Fez. Yeah, well, I tend to judge a woman by what she's doing that way. But why? Why would you? What the? What does it have to? Now I will. Uh, I will admit the fact that when I said it makes her a little less whatever, because it seems to be a, and I'm I'm talking more psychological than physical. It seems to be a way of being represented by your dating, other than your art. Mm -hmm. And it's not so much that she's been with with a lot of fellows, but because they all tend to be famous, and it helps to get her in magazines. Right. I'd say the same thing about John Mayer, where he seems to concentrate more on dating than his guitar playing. And he's actually now known more for dating than he is for being able to play guitar. Same people. I mean, Not him, a bad Jennifer Aniston, they're all the same type of, they go around. Hollywood High School. Um, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Dennis, Michigan, you're on my Fez. Hey guys, I'm gonna say she's gonna go outside the box and uh, get it with a uh, Somali pirate. That would be outside. Nobody would see that one coming. And then suddenly she'd be into like pirate wear and stuff, because women tend to adapt to what their guy is doing, where men don't do that. 
I'll, I'll, right, like, no. right away, yeah, Kate so. had on a fucking Yankees cap and, you know, the yeah. whole fucking nine yards. <laughs> they get into Suddenly she's ba- and, and women do that all the time. Yeah, they definitely get into, like, you know, what movies you like. They'll start to love the same kind of movies. Right. I remember the first couple of weeks with my wife, uh, she was actually putting up with like Woody Allen movies. Mm-hmm. It's only a year later or so that I found out she doesn't really care for Woody Allen. But in that you know courtship period, they're saying, "Oh, I, I yeah, let's watch Manhattan." Well, and I was saying, "Great, yeah, this is this is fantastic." See, it, and you kind of feel negative about that. You kind of feel like because I see it's like a different thing where women go. Oh, he's passionate about this. I want to know all about those passions. Oh, I see. I want to be involved in those passions. Mm-hmm. Men tend to be like, I'm going to fake that I like cooking shows. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. That's perfect for me. I don't think that w- women are duplicitous about it. I, I think that they are interested in men's passions. Hmm. Um, I don't. It, I think it's. I think it's still a game, like the guys play. I. I do. Well, you've made a strong case for it, Fez, and I'll, I'll... You know what? My mind has been changed. Because if they don't stick with it, or it was just something why should out they of the stick, blue... Why should they stick with it? What, what is wrong with having a life that at some point you surf, some point you mountain climb, other points you go to fucking lectures? That makes for an interesting person. There's fucking plenty of people, particularly as you get older, where you that you'll think you know somebody and then you'll go like what you went to india for a fucking summer and you were studying at some you know yeah it didn't work out for me that fucking thing that didn't work out that fucking cul-de-sac of Mm -hmm. interest makes them an interesting person once you start to put them together i don't think that it's fake to try to jump into new interest i don't find that fake at all particularly if it means doing something um, yeah, with somebody that you care about. It's possible she wasn't faking either. I mean, it's also possible that um, I since have watched so many Woody Allen movies a lot that maybe she grew tired of them. Or maybe she just doesn't have the same level. Right. But it, it, it's also interesting to see the person that you care about with his passions, you know? Absolutely. I mean, you see a lot of women that fucking put on jerseys and you know go to the football games or you know even hooters or something with their man they just want to be with them you know what i mean they they caught up in the whole thing doesn't mean they'll ever be as big as football fan yeah well that's a very attractive part of them when uh they have just anything of real interest you know like when i found out my wife was a bass player i really liked that Right. You know, and... Um, yes, even, outside interests make people interesting. Right. Like, in my ex, you used to be, like, a painter, and I was always encouraging, you should paint. But, you know, I, I, I always like when people have that type of shit. Absolutely. I don't really know what I got. I mean, I, I do play the drums, but, you know. You have a lot of interest. I guess, I mean, watching movies is... I guess being a film buff is kind of a... Pissing up against walls. That's right. a big one. You were throwing your shit that day. Okay, thank you. Drinking not, to excess. Not necessarily. Binge drinking right. is a great interest yeah, of yours. That's not what I was talking about. No, I'm only kidding. You do have a lot of interest. I, I hope so. Your You're wife not, couldn't fake that if no, she wanted to join you. But, but I, I can tell you that as a buddy where I'm like, if me and you were doing something... You're able to keep conversations going. Oh, right. You're able to speak about different subjects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. 
I guess I'm more well-rounded than I, th- I thought. Right. I don't know, but it's... You Why know. do you see it as so fake, Fez? Well, I think if someone sits there and watches a football game and they really don't like the game and don't like it, but they're feigning interest in it, yeah, then that seems fake. It seems like they're right. almost like torturing themselves right. to get close to someone. You're sitting around now talking about the fact that you, you've never been in a relationship and you cry about it. You cried about it the other day. Right, yeah. You're saying that the only person out there for you is going to have the same exact interest of you. They don't have to have the exact same, but I wouldn't want someone to fake something they don't like in or in a, a, a defined fake. If they're not enjoying it, but they're acting like they are and they're doing it anyway. But but are, is is the only thing the only level of enjoyment the same that you have in it? No, there could be different levels, but... but but so how are they faking? That let's say you you watch football all Sunday and you do. Uh-huh. Would it be a lie for that person who's not the biggest football fan to sit and watch football with you all day? And would it be a lie for you to go, you know what? Rather than watch football today, I'd rather walk in the park with you. Neither one of those is 100% true. It's people trying to say, uh, I, I want to be in a, you know, this fucking relationship. And technically, they're not feigning happiness if what's making them happy is being in your company. Right. So if, that's, if it takes watching eight hours of football. I said feigning interest. But they're not being interested in you. Suppose that you meet somebody who's a fucking physicist. You think this person's fucking great. You go to lectures with them. You don't know what the fuck is going on. But you see them knowing what's going on. You know that it's important to them. And you get to talk to them about it after. It might even be a little bit fucking painful for you. And I think you, 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 you can learn about stuff. You know, I mean, even feigning interest can make you appreciate something after a while. Anthony, New Jersey, you're on my Fez. Hey, buddy. Uh, Fez, I know, like, maybe when you started out, you loved radio, but it seems like you don't really like radio and you're kind of faking it, but you're still there every day and I'm sure you like it as a job, but I, the passion's gone. Are you just going through the motions just like you would if you're in a relationship kind of the same way? It's an interesting proposition, Fez. No, I just the only thing I'm feigning is any sort of like for Anthony here. Well, uh, uh, things that we talk about on this show, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of it you don't know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Do you feign interest? Um, I don't know. I don't feign interest. If something is interesting to me, it's interesting. But I don't fake interest. So what do you do when there's something talked about on the show that you have no interest in? Um, I try to find something that I am interested that in. That's all we're talking about. That's not faking. That's actually being in the moment and saying, I, I, you know, I want to be part of this situation. Some people would call it faking. I wouldn't. But if you despise that thing. Why would you? Dis- what, what is there to despise in the world? I mean, I'd have to show up at a Hitler rally <laughs> before I finally hated it. And then I will tell you the truth. It would become interesting to me. of What are these other people doing here? How is this program being put together? How do you keep a gimmick like this going on? And how can I apply it to my life where it works? I mean, what, what would you possibly have that you would despise? If I went to a dog show with someone, oh. I guarantee you, I'd end up cracking up. Yeah, no, I have no fucking. Int- I'd never go to a dog show on my own. 
But to sit there at a dog show and see the kind of fucking characters who show up and the way they treat their dogs, yeah, I would be fucking interested. I remember visiting my brother in Dartmouth up in New Hampshire, and he was like, we're going to go and I'm going to show you how they make glass, you know, in yeah. one of those stores. I fucking threw a temper tantrum, which is sad because I was 19, but I threw a temper tantrum. I'm like, I'm not going to see... Making glass? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like glass windows? Yeah. I don't want to see. And I went there, and the guy had a little straw and made it into a big bubble. And I was like, I had no idea that glass was so fucking like elastic until mm -hmm. it, it, it it hardens up. It was fucking great. I, I honestly think this. Um, you know who gets bored? Who? Boring people. It has nothing to do with the topic at hand. It's people's inability to use their own fucking mind. There's very few things that I could even begin to think of that don't have a level of fucking interest. Especially with, like, Wikipedia these days, yeah. I find almost everything interesting. Yesterday, Fez brought up some guy who did the flag, and I was like, this guy's one of the coolest people I ever met. It's because of, you can find so much. How can you not be interested in something? Ab stuff? Absolutely. And, you know, it's the same way of, like, people who... Freak out if they go to somebody else's religious fucking ceremony. You know what I mean? You go to another religious ceremony, and people will be like, I wasn't raised this way. What are you, so weak-minded? You think the Mormons are going to fucking <laughs> be able to fucking brainwash you in five minutes? Why wouldn't you be able to show up and just be interested And in why these people would follow this? Because <laughs> right. we might be getting uh, one of the reasons why you, you don't find yourself in a relationship. Why? You hear any of the things that we're saying? Yes, but I mean, it's not like, you know, I'm turning away. I'm not telling other people not to have their interests. But they, they would go off and have them without you. Right. If I really didn't like it, I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't go. Yeah. But do you see what we're talking about now? You talk about having a lonely life, and you're all alone, and you have nothing to do. And yet you don't want to do anything outside of that lonely life. See, it's other people's interest which will have you uh, be attracted to them and them to you. You can't always just, like, sit there and say, I'm into football, hopefully someone who's a football fan likes me. It's like you have to find someone who is, you know, into architecture, and then you become into architecture. Uh, Dan, in Knoxville, you're on Run Fez. Yeah, I just wonder if Fez realizes him commenting on relationships when he doesn't have one or know anything about them. Doesn't he realize that that's like a Martian discussing golf with you? I mean, it's like who wants to listen to him? They don't. He doesn't. He doesn't have any concept of what relationships are. I, like. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Fez is an Earthling. But well, I, I, I do. That's a big limb. Yes, <laughs> I, I am from Earth. I know I'm out there, and I'm out there alone. But I have faith that this fucking branch is going to hold up. Still a mark. Thank you. Up. But you should take a, a step back. This and know that the things that you do are why you're in the position that you are now. Well, right. I but mean, something hasn't happened to you that was some big mistake in the in the universe that you ended up a lonely, solitary person. Your actions have taken you to a place of solitariness. Then you decided you don't like that. Right. So that's what I'm trying to change. You haven't tried to change. You're still doing the same exact things, except for you're crying to a shrink about it. But you live in New York City 
a place that's filled with people doing fun, interesting things. Yeah, but I mean, I and, and then I go out and I do the things I want to do, that I like to do, right. like going out and watching football. Right. So you end up at a bar watching football once a week. Right. And then you're surprised that you're not meeting interesting people. You see what I'm saying? Right. But I thought, you know, I would think a place to start would be a place where you have common interests. You've been doing it for a year. Has anything happened for you? No. So at what point do you say to yourself, this isn't wor working? I guess now. Why? Because we're talking about it. Now you're all sad, right? A little bit, but... Why, are you, why would you go to sad? Why would you leave curiosity out, uh, behind and go straight to sadness? There's no fucking reason for it. No. Um, I don't know, because it, like, it feels like a dead end. How would that be a problem if it was? It would only be a, it would only be a fucking problem if you kept walking into the dead end instead of turning around and going back and looking for other things. I, I just I, I, all I'm pointing out is this: if you don't want that thing that that you say you want to, then don't go for it. Don't say that you want it and feel bad that you don't have it. But when people try to tell you this is how this is what human beings do. You get you. You were very, very short with us, and said that that was being fake. You think that you're being real? Yeah, I think so. I mean, if then, I but but if you're being real, right? Then stay alone in your real solitude and embrace that and like it and say, I've decided to do something different with my life. I've decided to to be solitude, and I don't care what other people think. And then we would all immediately accept it. But I think my point was that, like, if I met somebody who was really into opera, I wouldn't want to go to the opera. Have you ever been to an opera? No, I've never then been to an opera. How could you make the slightest fucking idea whether you would fucking learn to enjoy it or not? If you were with somebody that you care about, and they are moved passionately by opera, and you are looking at them being moved by opera, and that doesn't touch you. I would normally say, this is not the fucking person for you. Or maybe in your case, you don't want a relationship. Oh, but if he also isn't so into the person that he's willing to go to opera, bec just because he's that into the person, right. then he's not into that person. Absolutely. So he has to figure out. And that's he what he's do done. That. He has decided, I'm not into people. But then he gets like he immediately wants to cry and fall back into that thing, and it's just not fucking true. You know what I mean? You're not upset that you're not with somebody. You're not. You're fucking happy with it. So embrace that happiness. Just fucking be happy not to be with anybody. And every person you meet is going to have some different interests that you're going to have to be into. If you if you're gonna be happy with that person, because they'll do the same thing to well, you for you. There is no like that Seinfeld episode where he was into Janine Garofalo because they were the exact same person. Uh -huh. That doesn't exist. That was why it was a television show. And even in that show, they hate each other at the end. The point is, you have to go. At you're eating cereal again. He said <laughs> right. that was a fucking classic. And, and so you're you humans. All humans are different. So people are gonna have different interests. 
Uh, here's Barry in New Jersey. You're on Fez. Yeah, hi, guys. I got to say I agree with Fez. I am dating somebody for close to a year now. I'm stuck doing a whole bunch of shit I never wanted to do. I got to go to plays, operas. It sucks. I like sitting watching football, and for some reason I have to be cultured and go to a play. Why are so you I'm... with this person? Well, because I do love her. I just hate the shit she does. I just don't think, I think that you may love the occasional blowjob, but I don't think you love her at all. <laughs> I think you have settled. <laughs> I think that you have fucking decided to just, I'll do what I, I mean, you talk about somebody who's faking it. This guy's fucking faking it. What, what is a person besides their interests? Ultimately, when you get down to it, that's really who a person is. Uh, Todd and Pia, you're on my Fez. Uh, I'm just wondering, what makes Fez truly, truly happy? I mean, has there ever been a time or an instance or a period of time when you felt completely satisfied or, or even close to satisfied? What What is that thing that you're looking for or you had or didn't have? I think, you know, b being out, hanging out with friends, either at dinner, at a bar or something, I've been happy, really happy in those occasions. Ordering the same pork chop? Of pork chop. With applesauce? Please. Don't let it touch the pork chop. <laughs> but I've been ha really happy in those occasions. So occasionally you've been happy. You don't have to defend yourself to us. Uh-huh. But then don't sit around and go, how do I do this? What's not working? And then when you hear it, you tell us why it doesn't work. You know what I mean? Why you won't do it. There becomes a finite amount of time that you get away with that. And then people just stop calling you, you know? Mm. At a certain time, if you act to people, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this, they're going to fucking finally go, okay, yeah, I won't. But you're still doing the thing, I want to find someone. And I've never been on a date in my life. And then when people tell you what to do, you're like, no, no, no. After a while, like, I just don't believe you. Well, you want to do any of this? It seemed dishonest to act like to, to let's uh, let's just use the opera example to go to the opera and act like I really liked it to please somebody else. Who fucking said you had to? You've never been to an opera in your life. You have no idea how opera works. How do you fucking know you have to to fake something? Why wouldn't you just if fucking Dave and I went to a movie? And he fucking loved it. And I said, I don't get it. Then we would sit and discuss that back and forth. Some of the best fucking times you'll have being a fucking film fan is not fucking liking the film as much as the other person and telling them why. But it doesn't have to be like, I'm in a movie and Dave's at a movie and we both think it's great. <laughs> and this is perfect life. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Kyle in Florida, you're on my Fez. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Um, as, as far as the interests go and thinking and whatnot, what about um, with religion coming into play? Like, if Fez met somebody he really liked or, you know, whatnot, then it came down to, they agreed on everything except religion. Fez was religious for most of his life, and then Jesus didn't give him a pony when he asked for it, so he dropped the whole deal. He had an unanswered prayer. Basically what happened, I just don't, didn't feel it anymore. Kept trying to go to church, just did not feel it anymore.
Couldn't get the Holy Spirit back. Uh, Jason in Tallahassee, you're on Fez. Yeah, Ronnie, I just wanted to say uh, to Fez, I mean, uh, this is probably going to come off wrong or whatever, but it's not a bad thing. But Fez, in a nutshell, you're, I mean, you're just selfish. I mean, it is what it is, you know. I give there, a shit, but, I mean, that's what it is. There is nothing wrong with being selfish. Right. Particularly I mean, when you have the self-contained life that Fez has. You know, he has his place, he has his job, he goes back and forth every day. Hmm. That's fine. But then to say to your friends and start crying, I want something else, but I'm not going to do it, then that is where you run into fucking problems. If Fez came in and said, I like my life exactly as I like it, there's no amount of time that we can say, well, you need to go to the park, you need to go to the opera, you need to go to fucking rock concerts, you need to take better... We would be wrong in any of that stuff because he would be saying, I'm living the exact life I want to live. But then he's been telling us now for fucking coming up on six years how unhappy he is. And then he's, you know, today, I have moments of happiness going out to dinner with friends. When he just sits around and tells us he doesn't go out to dinner with friends on a, on a regular basis. It's very infrequent, yeah. I mean, if you are unhappy, you have to do whatever it takes to get happy. I mean, we uh, we went out to the night at Virgil's. Yeah. And before that, it's been fucking, what, four or five months before that? Six yeah, months? it's a long time. I wasn't even at that last one, so I think that was like... And we stopped going back there because months. it became unpleasant then. <laughs> it was fucking unpleasant. What, what happened? No one still <laughs> tells me. I just heard people like, Jesus, Dave, you missed a rough one. I was like, how could that place not be fun? It was a very unpleasant <laughs> night. We just decided we're not going to do this anymore. That because sucks. it started, everything had to be exactly the way it was the last time. And when it wasn't, he was fucking sinister about it. It was just fucking not worth it. Well, that's something maybe. Now, I've been out over 100 times since then. Right. You know? Well, I think flexibility is maybe not one of Fez's better strengths. Oh, he's great. He's fine. Uh, Alex in Long Island, you're on a Fez. 2242, buddy. What do you say, man? Um, Fez, we've said it before. You, you have enough money in the bank. Just get out of that purgatory on Roosevelt Island and go over to uh, Manhattan. Get a he, nice place in the city. There's nothing for him here. There was no reason to come back to New York. What about Yankee Stadium? Let's move on. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, what's your Ichi Bond here today, Dave? Um, okay. Well, Time Magazine has released their nominees for Person of the Year 2009. They are Steve Jobs, Ben Bernanke, the Chinese worker, Nancy Pelosi, General Stanley McChrystal, Usain Bolt, and President Obama. So that's about... I, first of all, the Chinese worker... I hate when they do kind of that kind of cop out. And Time Magazine fucking fakes it every year with that. Yeah, that person of the year is the shoe. <laughs> Just bold. stop it. That doesn't make sense. Uh, Usain Bolt is my person of the year. Period. I mean, he's he he's fast as fuck. Probably the athlete, but you don't think that for 2009 it would go to Obama? He's just why he's been such a drag on me. See, here's the problem with Time: they don't define what is the person of the year. Is it like? The mo like MVP, 
You know, is it, is it the person who did the best, or is it simply the person who's in the headlines the they most? They gave it to Hitler once. Okay, well, so <laughs> I can't tell you how annoyed I am with it. But I will tell you my year-end annoyance with fucking uh, Barack Hussein Obama. And it has nothing to do with what the Republicans have said about him, that he's a socialist and blah, blah, blah. It has more to do with a Democrat had said about him before, and that's Hillary Clinton, and that Obama is not tough enough to get the job done. Mm. That's my biggest fucking problem with him. Okay. He just doesn't seem like he likes to or knows how to scrap. So you think he's going to be a little bit of a Jimmy Carter, maybe? I think Jimmy Carter was way more of a fighter. Wow. Uh, if anything, Jimmy Carter fought some of the good fights and lost. And this fucking guy just seems like he just doesn't like to fight. Mm. Just doesn't want to fucking battle. So we either needed to wait a while, or something's going to have to fucking change for him quickly. The weird thing about him not wanting to fight is... He has just about everybody over on his side with the both houses of Congress. They're not on his side, though. If you're following this thing at all, the Democrats are battling back and forth. They don't have a uniting fucking person. That's his job. No, just because somebody is a Democrat or a Republican doesn't mean they fall in fucking line. The way they're supposed to. He's inspired any passion in the Democratic Party the way Bill Clinton did. Those Democrats would leap out of a Bill fucking Clinton, building for him. Well, that's because he would fight. He was a fucking fighter until it was time to sell somebody out. Yeah, and if, then o he would. if Obama doesn't get it straight with his own party, there is no hope for a second term for this guy. Not that, I mean, some people don't care. Some people don't want him. I'm just, I'm letting him know. I say if we don't uh, reelect him, though. We're going to look like racists. I think we just reelect them, get it over with, and then start fresh. I don't want to look like a racist to the other fucking countries. Right. Like Tyrone Willingham in Notre Dame. I mean, if we, if we don't reelect him, the only reason can be that the Republicans run a black guy. And they should. Because if they would run a black guy right now, they would win. They should have gotten Barkley. Why they had the chance? They still, was, there's still time. Well, I think he doesn't like Republicans anymore because of Bush, because of the last uh, war, because of Iraq, obviously. Well, he doesn't like them because there's enough black people complain to him. You're not voting for Obama. You're a racist. I think if they go back to him now, Obama. let me let me call Barkley. <laughs> that would be the best debate in the history. Let of me debates. sit down with a fucking bindle and fucking explain to Barkley why we're in we're in the right here. Uh, we're going to break. Uh, when we get back, Fez wants to tell us that the monocle is back. It's the Rana Fez Show. You know what? Here's another thing about energy, dude. Mm. It fucking gets you hard. Yeah. Bam. I will fuck the old out of you. I will. I'll do all of you all night. And I'll do it in my sleep. I don't give a shit. That's what I'm talking about with Thunder Muscle. It's Thunder Muscle. Yeah, buddy. It's the Rana Fez Show. Eight six six runs your fez. Eight six six runs your fez. And then of course it's running fez at AOL. And two oh two friends on Twitter. By the way, Dave, um, Mafia Life Chris wants us to put up the names of the people that won his magazine last week on the Twitter page. What? Uh, to put the names of the winners? Yeah, so you oh. go, like, congratulations to these winners. They all 
won a magazine. It's not. It's it's a two two friends Twitter account though. Right. It's not a mob cow. What the we we plugged his shit on our show. Why are you angry? Just calm down. Just get the list of the he's, names. He's always doing the plugs. The plugs this. The plugs that. Dave, I, I was very calm. Dave, relax for five seconds. Get the names of the people who won the magazine. Yes. And put them up there. But why is that important is what I don't understand. Then everybody sees that they won a magazine and they know that they won it from Mob Candy and the Fedora magazine. We and plugged Mob Candy and Fedora magazine, the offshoot, uh, Dave, five times on a national, international radio show. Dave, maybe you got something, you're confused about something. Yeah. I didn't ask you how you feel. I asked you, just get a list of names. Send him He's the, always about the plugs, this guy. I the plugs know. This, the plugs that. It's too much sometimes. Hey, that's all he talked he about can't. on Thursday when he was in here, and now he wants more. He feels very strongly that it's helpful if we put up on the 202 Friends account that uh, this thing happened. Could the magazine change its name to Tapeworm? Because it obviously cannot be fed enough. I don't even know what that means. I'm not sure. If someone has a tape worm, it's insatiable. But wait it's, a minute. I'm wait. Pissed. Wait a minute. Is this a Christmas miracle that you two assholes are on the same side? I'm on the same side, except for the tapeworm. This is why. I, this is why I hate both of you. You are completely unhappy until there's someone else for you two both to bitch about. Whether it's Kate Hudson or Mafia Life Chris. Well, I was. I was happy actually until you know what Chris came what, in here. And, now I want you to help him put what? the fucking names up there. And make sure they go up on 202 Friends. I, all right, well, put the names no, up that you they won some random magazine. It's not a random magazine. It's the Fedora Mob Candy and put a link, and then everybody's happy. And right. we move on with life. But what, what do you understand about the plug business? You come on a radio show for an hour. Stop. A whole hour. There's You, you heard... Bobby Slayton yesterday. It takes it's hard to get in here for an hour. Chris well, is going to be harder even next time. Bobby. <laughs> Chris, Chris got in here for an hour. Got a million plugs out. It's just you know. Right, Chris. but now he would like one on the two hundred two friends Twitter page, and in the time that you and your little girlfriend Watley have bitched about it, they could have already been up. Well, there's so much typing involved. Seven names. And I think there's only has... five. How many winners did we have? Seven. Seven. Why is he saying five? How many magazines do we have? He gave us seven. Which he gave us seven. All right, so give out seven. And I got to type names, and everyone's got, you know, uh, Hop Frog 75-1. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, as if there's a 30 other Hop Frogs. You got to understand this. They each got a valuable uh, magazine. <laughs> And then with a beautiful article about Armando Sante. And then here's what happens tomorrow. Could you please post on uh, 202 Friends each of those seven people's personal reaction to hearing that they won a well, copy of Mob Candy? The name, uh, I think it's almost like one of those uh, Fort Lauderdale condo bits <laughs> where you get a mimosa, but then you gotta get, keep getting bothered. Mm -hmm. like you want to buy a condo? No, all I wanted was the free mimosa. He's like Darth Vader renegotiating with Lando every ten seconds. Now, now give me the Wookiee. Now give me the princess. Now put them in the ship. Pray every... I don't alter it again, Lando. Wait, what is this? We made a deal already. Why are you two twins? Uh, when have you been on the same side together? It doesn't happen. Because this is equal. This should be universally annoying to everybody. <laughs> no, it should not be. It takes five seconds. Like Al Qaeda. There's plenty of people who like Al-Qaeda and want to read that magazine.
Muslims, but uh, you can't say it's universal. Doesn't make sense. Is all is my is my problem. He already had the plug. It just doesn't make sense. No, the sense. only thing that makes sense It doesn't is... have to fucking make sense. None of the things they tell you have to make sense. Just get them done. I like sense. By the way, um, I don't know how this is taken out, but of course, you know, Ronica is really going hardcore now. And Mikey Boy is uh, now lighting a Renora for uh, Ronica. So oh. it's all starting to happen. Happy Ronica, Mikey Boy. Uh, Robin in Detroit, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hi guys, I just want to tell Dave the same thing I tell my kids. If he spent as much time doing it, he'd have been done by now instead of bitching about it for 10 minutes. Can I tell you this? Uh, while we were doing this, Hicks went over and took care of it. So it's already done. So you didn't have to do anything, Dave, but you forced Hicks to go make a move. Yeah, don't be a lazy ass. I can't, we, we should. And, and let me tell much. you this, Fez. Look at all this. <laughs> All right, Hicks, you wrote congrats, you you won a magazine. What? You fucking prick. There, is, is Mafia Life Chris happy now? No, he's not happy. And you guys are fucking assholes. Good. Yeah, we got your winner's name. Put up, the Chris. fucking now, put the name of the magazine. Short and to the point. <sighs> yeah, he had to go by 140 characters. Sorry. You're all... We had to make some concessions. Seriously, seriously you're fucking jerk-offs. We were close. The way uh, with the 140 characters, all we got was mob can. Stop it! I, 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 you know what fucking bothers me more than anything, that the three of you are, are fucking together as a team. Oh, I yeah. find that disgusting. Well, we have to be. Why? This why can't taking he, advantage? Why, why can't you do it for every other fucking thing? He's taking advantage, and, and, and that's that's what gets our ghost. Do you understand? I'm going to be getting emails now, and text. No, you shouldn't. Well, I do because you don't fucking know. Uh, he, you're fucking he, crazy. If he's so upset, he can text me. He's got Here's my text I'm, number. He said he did talk to you, and you said that it was out of your realm or whatever. He sent <laughs> me a text that made no sense. <laughs> but you wrote back to him that said that you had nothing to do with it. He was out of your realm. He was, he was demanding <laughs> answers that I was not prepared to give up. <laughs> right. Period. <laughs> If I will, I'll just, and then I'll move on. He is somewhat alarmed because he thinks it's being run by Frenchie or uh, Fred Brooklyn. <laughs> and I let him know that he was exactly right on, that they were both <laughs> running it. By the way. Joint venture. And this is a huge spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Spy report. Um, look into this. Frenchie's awake today. Yeah, I've had reports. I've had reports that the Dark Princess was moving through the light. Good for her. Apparently now she's the type of vampire that the light doesn't burn her; it just makes her shine more. Right. Like in Twilight. And she glistens. It's nice. Uh. Tell us all about the monocle, Fez. The monocle's back. Yeah, in Great Britain, there's a big eyewear chain there that says they are getting all kinds of requests for monocles. And the guys... The, it hasn't been big since what? The 1800s? I would say, yeah. I, I don't think it made it to the turn of the century. Now, the monocle is just the one glass. Right, like a one round lens that you keep in one eye. Uh -huh. It's like on a string that, I guess, attaches itself either to your coat or your shirt. But what good is it supposed to do you? 
I think it's basically for people like that have astigmatism. Like I have one eye that's much worse than the other. Right. So what you do is get glasses to fit that. Right, but I mean this would boost the one eye. This would this would help out like yeah, a one but, eye thing. But when you get glasses, they could change each fucking lens to fit that eye. Mm -hmm. So you're getting it. So the the eyes then become perfect. But it's also a thing where not as clunky or cumbersome as glasses. If you don't want to wear glasses, wait. Go back to the picture of the monocle. <laughs> not fucking cumbersome. How often does that fall out? <laughs> it's just stuck Dude. up against your eye. Yeah, the purpose of the, the and the only way to do it is you got to squint a little bit to keep it in. Yeah. And then how are you supposed to see better? And the purpose of the string is because the monocle always falls from your eye. So you tie that string to your shirt so that the monocle doesn't fall and right. break. So you don't lose that. But, but the point is, the monocle always falls out. But you can't say that it's going to fit you as well as glasses do. No fucking way. Well, I think it's also for someone that doesn't need their glasses all the time. If they just need to, you know, check something out far away or uh, up close, but with you just pop eye. it in. Yeah. That's called reading glasses. <laughs> and you have a little fucking chain for your glasses for those. The monocle is bullshit. It's fucking Monopoly, man. You can't tell me that you're going to see better with just one fucking lens. How's that going to work? I, I, now the guy at the at the eyewear chain, the CEO there, he said he didn't know where this was coming from. I think it's this new Sherlock Holmes movie that people are excited about. Are you excited about it? Yeah, I actually am. I can't say that I am. I've seen it. It looks like a popcorn movie, but then it's about Sherlock Holmes, you know? Seems I little, might say it. Seems a little gay, kind of. Plus, Guy Ritchie. There wouldn't Ritchie. be anything wrong with that. No. Guy Ritchie's on a bad streak. Well, they say that it's a gay thing, that it's a fake gay, uh, fake gay, uh, gay couple, hmm. that they kind of fight back and forth like a married couple. Oh, boy. But, of course, they don't have the balls to say, oh, and by the way, we're gay. I mean, you know? Jude, Jude Law should not be Watson. I mean, I, I, I know that they're playing him younger, but Watson was a heavy set. You can't change everything. That's just a show. You don't have to worry about it. It's just a show. Well, it's, he's too thin. He's too thin to be Watson. What the hell? Um, Paul, New Jersey, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, guys. The last person to wear a monocle was uh, Winona Ryder at Heather's when she was writing to her diary, the whole Dear Diary thing. She put that thing in her eye, and it, it looks stupid. I don't remember having a monocle in that. And yeah, you know what's say, really Dear weird? Dyer, Dear Diary. I just uh, I was talking, thinking about that oh, movie Edward last night. Hands, I think. I think he's thinking of the wrong movie. I think he's thinking about Winona Ryder when she was the old lady in Edward Scissorhands. So, by the way, it sounds like um, it sounds like to me that. That Fez wants to wear a monocle. And he's setting this up. This is going to be the next weird Fez thing. Like, maybe if I wear a monocle, people will know me. And they might. You might be a monocle guy. Because uh -huh. he says he has astigmatism. And we never even see him wearing glasses. Well, my glasses are for far away. So I don't need them in here. And when do you wear them? I wear them when I have to, like, walk down the hallway or walk down the street. Now, you're on the street and in the hallway to him. Do you see him with glasses on? No. But how, no, how good don't. would this look with just one lens there? 
It's hard to imagine because you're holding a pair of glasses if, on the side of your head. If you want to, if you want to wear a monocle, uh huh, to go along with the Hitler mustache and the bad <laughs> wig, by all means, do it. You don't have to fucking act like it's weird. Why not just say this, uh, Ron? Because I'm into this looking like a weirdo thing, I'm going to start wearing a monocle. And I'll go, great. But don't fake it like this is for some kind of medical purposes. A monocle is fucking crazy, and that's fine. I got no problem with it. It's for us lazy eye people. Uh, John, John in Alabama, you're on Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. It's two thousand, almost 2010. His next thing he's going to wear his monocle while he's driving his model T to work. Um, I don't drive. I'm also old century in that. But I, I wouldn't mind having a Model T. I think they look great. <laughs> Steve in West Virginia, you're on a fez. Back in the 1800s, reading wasn't a big deal. Like A lot of the population was illiterate. So it was for people that read on rare occasions, being farsighted. So they would only occasionally read. Uh, hmm. Bill in Philly, you're on a fez. Yeah, the reason that they're coming back is because of the popularity of the neo-Victorians and the steampunk movement. It's an offshoot of people that like to dress up uh, like they're like they just walked out of Jules Verne or H.G. Wells. All right, let me see. And what's happening with steampunk, uh, Hicks? Let me in on this because I want to be a steampunker. It's some weird subculture of. Uh... There's like a video game came out about it, and it's it's just it's just very strange. I don't. I don't How big has it been out there? How long has it been out there? With the, it's been out around for like maybe ten years, but it's gotten really I've, popular with this game. Uh, I think Bioshock is the name of it, and it was like a it's like a steampunk video game that was ridiculously popular, and now it's some fucking weird movement. So they all draw basically dress. <laughs> like Victorians. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't know why the name punk is in it. It doesn't make any sense. No, they're not music. I, I nothing to do with music. Nothing to do with music. The steam-powered items. That's all they really are obsessed with. Well, look, I think it's fucking a, a, a fun, <laughs> stupid thing tubes. to be into. But stop calling it punk. Yeah, really? That's the thing. I was expecting some someone who looked like a musician. Do you guys want to start dressing like neo-Victorians to keep up with Fez? I'll do it. <laughs> But I don't want to act like it's better for your eyes. That's fucking false. <laughs> Just say, I want to be a weirdo steampunker, and I'm all on your side. I want to see Chris Stanley with a long cigarette holder from that era. Oh, Rocket. Was that that era? I think so. I think that started that. The cigar the long cigarette holder, I just didn't I don't I didn't understand. I don't understand most things. I know, but why did you <laughs> want the cigarette so far away from you? It's a filter. All right, and you need one that long, though? Yes, it filters the smoke before it gets into your lungs. It's better for you. Oh, it's because... And also, it was considered somewhat more ladylike, I think, at one point. And, and your hand. Yeah, Back so then, you don't you end up with smell, the yellow... Yeah, we would have the yellow fingers. But yeah, but you got this You got this long cigarette holder. It's spitty on one end and all uh, covered in ash on the other. Then what do you do with it? Stick it in your pocket? You're, you're, it's you're, not going to be not going to be covered in ash. No, why would you don't be? smoke it all the way down to the ashes? There, it's just basically represents like where your fingers would be, oh. so it doesn't burn. Uh huh. And it's probably not overly spitty either. I mean, if you smoke a cigarette, it's not like you're eating. Why a would cigarette. it be spitty? Just from having it in your mouth. The, you well, know, when you the smoke cigarettes, you don't eat them. You, there's a way to smoke without getting a lot of excess saliva on it. Yeah, it's not making sense. 
Let's get back to monocle. You were doing so much better there when you wanted to wear a monocle, not while you're confused by basic things. Um, here is uh, Andrew, your Ron Fez. Hey, Ronnie B. You know, Hogan's Heroes is out on DVD. Maybe that's where the monocle's coming from. And he used to smoke with one of those cigarette holders. I, I guarantee you, if Fez starts to wear a monocle, I'm calling him Clink. And that'll be the <laughs> end of it. <laughs> and you will be. You won't be the cool monocle guy that you want to be. The steampunk shit just basically looks like a Tim Burton movie. Like, specifically the... Uh, the, the Sleepy Hollow. Well, I, I think that the best call to it was the Jules Verne gimmick, the guy who mm. said Jules Verne, because that's exactly what it looks like to me, where the, you know, you've got these mechanical machines doing all these fucking things yeah. that, of course, we've replaced by now. There is something really beautiful about the early machines, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, anything that I see with, like, the old theme parks with all those gears going, oh, right. you know, the carousels and all, I just find it to be gorgeous. But yeah, all that old shit. I don't want to dress like it all the time. I'd feel like a fucking moron. It's just playing dress up. Yeah, some guy made a line of Star Wars characters, but dressed as steampunk people. I have to admit, some of it looks pretty fucking cool. Like well, the, the Darth Vader is is that's awesome. Too thin. It's not scary. Well, the C three PO is much better than the, the actual Star Wars C three PO because it's got this little machine thing in the middle. Well, in a little while, people will be dressing like avatars everywhere they go. Uh, by the way, uh, G-Baby is right about one thing. All the early reviews agree with G-Baby about this. James Cameron, uh, after taking this long time off, back with another giant hit. And Dave, I think we're going to finally have to get to the point where we say James Cameron moves up to, as one of our great directors. Yeah, I think so, because I think at this, if this is, you know, as great as everyone says... I'm going to tell you something right now. If you were to be honest, James Cameron has replaced George Lucas hmm. in terms of being that weird guy with his own workshop, doing things his way. George Lucas is now the embarrassment. James Cameron <laughs> is now the genius. <laughs> about George being an embarrassment, but if, if, if you're going director, you can't compare. James Cameron's better. No, and I'm going beyond director. Right. I'm going in that kind of where Walt Disney would be. I don't even know what you would call that really? kind of an entrepreneur, visionary, obviously off doing his own thing. Yeah. Uh, James Cameron or George Lucas? Who you got, Fitz? James Cameron. Wow, that surprises me, and this is the biggest Star Wars fan Strange. in the world. Well, that's why he lost the Picks. Star Wars competition to me. Uh, James Cameron, easily. No way. You guys are Terminator, totally... aliens. If you guys are talking about Cameron. 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 If you guys were talking about directors, I would be on your side. But no, if you're talking about, just as Ron said, that visionary, uh, like, auteur, businessman type if deal. You look... No way. It's George Lucas is still far superior. Star Wars universe is bigger than any single movie Cameron's done. But it looks old and... No. Titanic is bigger than anything... That fucking George Lucas has ever done. Titanic has now held that for 12 fucking years. But I'm saying the it's Star Wars not, universe is vast. It's not fuck. Well, he's just starting this new fucking universe. Who knows where it's going to go? But he's given people something they've never done before. All done with new technology. This is where Lucas used to be. 
the stuff that Lucas has done in the last 20 years has been considered embarrassing. See, the Cameron stuff is landmark where you remember seeing that liquid Terminator or that oh, face absolutely. in the Remember the Star Destroyer and the absolutely. opening scene of Star Wars? These are the first times that the blue screen was used to that effect, and it was altering. No George Lucas, no James Cameron. He was still using models. I'll it was still yeah. models. On blue screens. And then he used green screen, and then he used all digital technology. Furthermore, James Cameron tells a story of he saw Star Wars and went home and started throwing shit in his bedroom like Connie Corleone Godfather because he was so pissed off that some guy had made the movie he wanted to Guess make. Guess what? He would have been about 15, 16, He was 17. older than that. He, he, was wasn't, he wasn't making movies yet. No, he wasn't making movies because he was a truck driver. It took George Lucas to inspire him to no, make but movies. That, but that doesn't mean that, that you get to hold that forever. Lucas was inspired by people that he surpassed. Does that mean he was never number one? I agree, but I mean, you, George Lucas has such a huge thing over the sci-fi world. Dave, Long Island, you're on my Fez. Hey, what's going on, buddies? I, uh, I have to agree with Dave. I mean, George Lucas has THX, Skywalker sound. I mean, he's got all this different uh, light and magic that a whole bunch of other movies use, too. But why can't he do anything with it himself? What happened to him? ILM. And here's, here's what I'm going to tell you. As both of them can't write. I wish both of them would hire writers. Oh, I heard it's true. another simple, stupid story. Or well, All you had to do was hear, we're not in Kansas anymore, to be like, oh, Jesus Christ. What kind of fucking dialogue am I going to be watching here? And you're and, not even going to go to it. You're not going to go no, to Avatar. I'm going to. I'm no, going you're to so furious now. I am pissed. I might not even go to it. <laughs> no, but the, you're going on Sunday. Sunday, I'm going. Yes, I've made arrangements. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to go to the first weekend. I don't want to be caught up in that. I have to. I, I I'd like it to die down a little bit so I can go and say it properly. Yeah. But the the thing that Fez was talking about, Terminator Two, the liquid scene, was created by ILM, George's company. George also created the thing. The predecessor to that was the Abyss, James Cameron. That's ILM as well, George's company. Chris, Atlanta, you're on Fez. Yeah, as far as pinnacle movies, Lucas is a one-trick pony. There's no comparison between wow. having like major franchises like Predator, Terminator. You know, Predator was all not Lucas Cameron. Lucas had is Star Wars. James Cameron didn't direct Predator. He directed Terminator and Terminator 2. Aliens. Aliens, yes, but that was already established by another fucking, you know... No, by... he changed the entire thing. The first movie was Absolutely a bunch of space not. truck drivers. He turned Ridley into the goddamn Scott army was movie. was thank for Alien. But think about it this way. You go to the... Wait a minute, which one was better? I like Ridley Scott's version oh, better. Bullshit. I, I do. That's just no arguments. That's argument for you argument's sake. Don't like the Ridley Scott alien? I'm not a big fan. That was the famous I'm thing with the guy coming out of the stomach didn't and everything. Didn't like it very much. Didn't right. care for it. Uh, Randy, St. Petersburg, you're on a fez. Wow. Hey, what's going on, buddy? I want to see if I can undermine Dave's whole argument uh, in three words. Let me take a whack at it. Howard the Duck. Oh! Oh! Producer! Oh! And you make plenty of mistakes as a producer. And, and, and while True Lies is a, oh. you know, silly, fun little movie, that wasn't exactly the greatest work of art either. Which one would you rather watch? You ever fucking turn off True Lies and those crazy fucking scenes? Well, listen, from a helicopter. I'd rather really watch Howard the Duck than Titanic. I can tell you that much right now. All right, thanks for uh, fixing it. We now have Mob Candy magazine. And I love the boat. There. Thank you, Hicks. I love the boat scene in Titanic, but come on. Come on already. Takes you us two and a half hours to get into that. I mean, let's face facts here. You know, I will, uh, I will grant Terminator 2 is an American classic. 
how many American, how many classics does James Cameron truly have? The Abyss, that is a good film that never reaches potential. True Lies is silly popcorn, and Titanic is the most overrated Oscar winner in the history of cinema. Yeah, English Patient, Titanic beats beats you. Uh, Chris, Chris, you're on Hey, I think you're forgetting about uh, James Cameron's biggest success with Vinny Chase, Aquaman. Biggest opening weekend ever, Ronnie. It really it beat the beat the spider. <laughs> uh, Charlie, New Jersey, you're on George Lucas, more like George Jukas. Oh, he ain't that. Jew. You can't beat that. He's a down. Southern Cali prize. What time uh, can we get Paulo on here today? Yeah, later on the show we can get him. Right, well, let's save this for Paul then. All right, let's save this for Paul. Steven Singer Jewelers. If you want something that is affordable that the women are going to love, go to Steven Singer Jewelers in Philadelphia. Or if you want to shop online, the website is I Hate Steven Singer. It's idiot proof. It's so easy. You go online, you point, click, and you're going to have quality jewelry, quality jewelry shipped right to your front door. Plus, it's free shipping and a lifetime guarantee. You're going to get all the help you need at Steven Singer Jewelers. They got the best customer service around. You can go in there, relax, have a beer while you're shopping for jewelry. I went in there one time, saw a Chinaman. That has nothing to do. Customer service. Because it's not written on the page doesn't make it something to discuss. Why would we just sit and read all the time? I'm telling you, I went in there looking for some jewelry. I saw a Chinaman. That's what people do when they discuss things. They don't just read. Steven Singer Jewelers, you can actually get a uh, personal shopper to help you by calling one. They had a little tiny ponytail. It went down his back, and I said, I cut it off. And he goes, if you do that, I can't go to heaven. I think all con everybody is welcome at Steven I didn't say that they weren't. Why, Jewelers, why would yeah. you turn it into a negative? There's plenty of people there. It's so I just pointed out one that I saw. I'm sorry if that ruins your reading. Go ahead back to it. And, and feign interest. It's, Tried to have a conversation. It's 1-888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. That's 1-888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER to get a free personal shopper to help you. It's the guy you can trust, Steven Singer. The perfect gifts at affordable prices for the holidays. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com, or if you're in Philadelphia, visit the store at the corner of... Tell them manifest at you! Cha-chop! It's at the corner of 8th and Walnut in Philadelphia. Steven Singer Jewelers. And everyone can shop there. At Steven Singer Jewelers. Now, um, I was, I saw this in our building. That is bizarre. Carlos, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, what's up, guys? This, I hey. just want to chime in. I know you moved on, but uh, George Lucas, man, he he sold freaking Pixar to Disney, man. What an idiot. Has that, <laughs> did, could that have probably been the worst business deal in history? Well, I mean, he probably didn't have enough time to dedicate to Pixar, so you let someone else enhance it and make it better. But he created it. Well, no, he didn't create it. He put money into it. Yeah, it was already he created. Helped. Before he helped. Him. He yeah, helped. So he helped. It, it's a lot different than creating financially. 
Hmm. Oh, financially, he created it. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he took put something the money. that was already existing and put money into it. Well, yeah, he may he may have Pixar what it was with his uh, um, with with his, the people who worked for him. Did he make one creative move there? No. Then how did he do it? Other than his money, what did he, he do? support them with cash? Okay. All right, so he's a bank. I never said the man wasn't a bank. He absolutely. No, I is think a bank. he he's incredible at recognizing talent. Joe Philly, Ron Fez. Hey, what's up, guys? Mm. Uh, I got I got three more words to undermine Dave's entire argument. Go ahead. Jar Jar Binks. Well, listen, Jar Jar Binks was a mistake. Okay, um, there's been plenty of mistakes in the James Cameron in some of his films. Let's face facts here. The let me whole... let me point something out to you. Remember how I said I was happy that you you fixed the thing. You just put one a magazine. Correct. HTG just wrote to me and said, "Click on that link." I did, and it says, "Sorry, that page doesn't exist." <laughs> You're all driving me fucking nuts today. I'm going to take a break. Okay. Reedy, Reedy. Uh huh. I want you to talk to Rambly, and Mister Don't Give a Fuck on the other side of that glass. About turning the show around today. All right. Because I'm about to go batshit. Okay. I'm on the fucking edge. Fix the fucking link. All right. Let me stop thinking about this. Let me get back into my life. All right. Uh, we'll be right back uh, to talk about uh, Courtney Love, Dave's hero, has now lost custody of the baby which is really what i like to call grunge baby <laughs> grunge baby 1994 is now without a single parent yeah we'll be right back run a fest show i don't care that you really were some pansy your own flesh and blood and no you made me proud my son's a homosexual and i love him I love my dead gay son. Back with the Ron and Fez show on a Tuesday, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. That's 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. You can always email us at ronandfez at AOL.com. And remember the 202 Friends page on Twitter.com. I've noticed this in our, the lobby of this building that we're in. If you order out food at the, in the evening, they have a corral down there for the delivery guys. It's actually a, rope, a tiny roped-off area that just looks ridiculous where all these guys just have to stand in. It looks really kind of humiliating and embarrassing. Where it's like an internment camp or, like, uh, or a giant playpen. So would the people have to go down and get their food there? Yeah. Yeah, they have to go downstairs. They don't let the delivery guys come up. That defeats the entire purpose of having food delivered. The whole point is to not to go all the way down someplace. If you're going to go down, you're going to go into one of the food stores that's directly underneath us anyway. Well, why don't you just go down and just go to someplace good to eat hot food? Yeah. Not have delivered fucking food to the bottom of uh, an elevator. Um... All right, coming up in a little bit, we'll be playing search, search, hurry up and search, 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 hurry up and search. And I got this email from our good friend Mikey D. You remember Mikey D, don't you, Fez? I remember Mikey D, yep. Three amigos, the best buddy. Um, let's uh, 
read this email. It says, hey, buddy, with all the sadness we've had in the past year, Linnae's hamster Cece passed away on Saturday. You remember she had the poem published and she read it on the air. She was really upset, and I'm trying to find out if you could have a few minutes to just email her. She would appreciate it for for sure. I know she would. Thanks, man. Mikey. Well, that's sad to hear. When a kid's pet dies. Um, Hicks, do you remember the the poem that she read on the air? Yeah, about yeah, I remember that day when she came in. Yeah, See if you can something. find that for us. All right. I don't know when you were a kid, if a pet died, if it was traumatic to you, but I know exactly what she's talking about. You can love an animal. Because I know you're not an animal person. No, no, and I, I, and again, I don't think they, I don't think they love you back. But that doesn't have anything to do with love. You could love a painting. A painting can't love you back. Doesn't mean that there's not love involved. And I do disagree. I think uh, an animal can love you back. And you really have to, especially with the hamster, you got to know what you're in for. There's not a long lifespan there. It's basically like running on a on a D-sized battery. It's going to run out in about a, a year or two. That's like saying that you shouldn't love people that are sickly. You shouldn't love people that are fucking reckless. Not a, life isn't about just how long this thing will last. All right, we got the poem. Yep. Well, let's take a listen. The other kids, all right, well, let's uh, hear your poem about CC. Okay. And if it's a good poem, we know... That she's a published poet. If not, it sounds like it's just a scam they're trying to sell us. <laughs> All right. Well, it's nice and a little cutesy, but uh, just so you guys know that um, Cecil is the full name of my hamster, so I just call him Cecil. Sometimes. Okay, so thanks for the background okay. here. <laughs> Good. Okay. Oh, Cecil, you're not a rat, but you are quite fat. I kind of like that. Would you like a pat? Always on your wheel. Make a little squeal. Seven dollars was such a deal. I love you. That's how I feel. This is so cute. I'm, I'm not done. Sleeping is your duty. You are like Sleeping Beauty. Yes, you are a cutie. You are never moody. Oh, Cecil, you are so great and grand. You are the greatest in the land. Look at you in my little hands. Isn't that great? Is that poem written by Emily Stinkinson? <laughs> you know what? Why be like that? Everything was beautiful until Dave came in. I didn't know that, uh, you know. So that was her poem about her pet hamster, Cece, or Cecil, that actually won an award. Uh, and it was uh, published. And then I remember Dave did a poem back. I believe I had a poem as yeah. well, yeah, to honor the little hamster. Yeah. Ron, I have a poem for Linnea. Oh, if great. I could. All right. I take the egg, then I boil it. Good. I'm going to flush Cecil the hamster <laughs> down the toilet. <laughs> That's a the beautiful end. poem. That's a beautiful poem. How come it? Oh, I remember how furious I was with yeah. you that day because I didn't. I love that. I how hamster. would I? How would I know in a year the hamster would would die? Because that's what hamsters do. That's why be careful when you get a pet for a kid. In fact, I don't know if kids should have pets. Well, I think they're just for adults. Well, what do you want to do? Get a tortoise and have it not live you? No, a kid, that's really traumatic for a kid when a pet dies. Yeah, I guess. And Lene is obviously having a really hard time with this. And let's face it, it's a hamster. Well, what do you mean, let's face what? 
I mean, it's just a tiny little hamster. It's right. not like it was a big dog or something. All right, so it has to be a giraffe before a kid's going to love it. A kid can love a pet. I feel sorry for her. I'm going to try to think of something to write to her, and I want it to rhyme. Here's what I want you to do, Hicks. I want you to go out there, and I'm sure online there's been some kind of letter written to a kid to make a kid feel better. I want you to cut and paste it, then put my uh, name on it, and then write, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. It's done. And then she'll feel all better. Because I don't know what to say to her, but I know... She's a sensitive young girl. Oh, sure. Sensitive thing. Very sensitive. I don't know if there is anything you can say to her to make her feel better about death. This is what this represents. It's death. Yeah, it does represent death. Right. And it's like you get a kid a pet, and it's like throwing death on their doorstep. Is it because it's small? That's part of it, but I mean... Why I are you such a size queen? Why does everything have to be large and thick before you'll love it? I'm just saying, I don't think pets for kids are a good idea. My my brother doesn't give his little girls pets. They've asked for them. I'm glad about it. They shouldn't have to deal with that at a young age. It's the same thing because they don't want it to die? No, he just doesn't want an animal in the house. But I'm, I'm, I stick by the decision, nonetheless. Then I guess he doesn't let Aunt, Aunt Fezzi come over for dinner. I'm allowed in. I've seen you eat. It's fucking frightening. And can I tell you something? Death is part of life. You don't hide death from kids. It's part of life. Those people that fucking tell their kids that their dog just went to a farm to live, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> no. You don't do that. Hmm. You say this is what it's all about. We had a kid in our neighborhood saw his cat get run over by a car right in front of the, his own house. And the kid was traumatized. They couldn't calm him down. Yeah. It happened. That's the human fucking thing. Do you think that there is no death? No, there's going to be death. I mean, a kid's grandparents are going to pass away. Things are going to happen. Why invite more into it? So your point is, don't have any experience... That could end. You don't want a good experience that could end. Not, I'm saying uh, the experience for kids uh, with a pet is going to be traumatic when it ends. I'm saying... But, but so why not appreciate the good part of it? And it's not going to be traumatic if you explain the nature of life to children. It's finite. Doesn't mean that it's bad. So because that, you know, eventually puppies get older and die, you never have the experience of having a loyal dog for yourself. Have it when you're older. Let the kid, you know, g grow up, get out on his own, then can have a dog if he wants to. Oh, but then what happens if that kid has a kid? Then they can't have a fucking dog because they've been taught by their own parents don't have anything that could die. Um, here's uh, Gray. Gray, what is it, buddy? Yeah, I was just wondering. Fezzy knows all about how long hamsters live. I was just wondering if he knew how long gerbils live. In his ass! This man is obsessed with my uh, ass. And getting things in it. Well, thank God somebody is. Cheyenne, you're on Run of Fez. 
Yeah, hey, I was going to tell Pezzy, you know, the good reason why to let kids have pets is so that as they grow up, if their dad or brother or mom dies, they've already dealt with the trauma of death, uh, you know, learned how to deal with it as a child from the pet instead of a immediate family member. Well, that's like saying break their arm in case they break a bone later on in life. They'll know how it feels. No, you don't do that, but you also let on that a, uh, a breaking bone is not the end of the world. Illness is not the end of the world. Kids have to understand that they live on the planet Earth where everything is finite. It doesn't last forever. Pets are part of that. You love, you lose, such is the way of the world. Your point, Fezzi, again, like earlier today, is don't love you'll keep yourself from pain. If that were true, if you were walking through life happy, then I would say I agree with you. I just don't see it. The thing, I'm thinking of Lene, where that little girl's home right now mourning a hamster. Yes. Part of life. Where if it they means, hadn't gotten her the hamster, this wouldn't have happened. It means she has a heart. She has the ability to love. And what did Tin Man say? Now I know I have a heart because it's been broken. Well, I mean, by the same association, someday like Fez's nephews, you know, like Fez will die and his nephews will have to deal with him. Well, they're probably. Dying. Should Fez have never been born? What they're probably going to say what? is, oh, Fez uh, didn't die. He moved and he's now catching king crabs off the coast of Alaska. They're just going to lie about it. King crabs, eh? Uh, here's the thing, and I, this is what drives me crazy. Why do I waste my time talking to this man? And I'll tell you another person. I'm saying, why do I waste my time? And that's Brazilian Julie, who, despite all the things we said to her the other day, I just saw her Twitter. She texts the fucking guy who dumped her. Text him. Awful. Uh. Crazy pussy! <laughs> I don't like people ask for advice because they just want to do what they want to do. Right. Well, asking for advice is a is a passive way to bitch. Thank about you. About your wife. Point at him. Point no, at him when you I say it because it's true. Fez. But why? People I would, in general. I would be so much more comfortable with Fez if he just said to me, "I'm going to do what I do, whether it makes sense or not." <laughs> I'd be like, "Well, then let me salute you, sir." <laughs> You're a hell of a man. <laughs> and if uh, if Brazilian Julie would have came in here the other day and goes, I'm going to be batshit crazy <laughs> and driving men nuts, making a fool out of myself, I would have said, God bless you. Go for it. Mm -hmm. But she comes in here and she says she wants to do She texts this fucking guy back. Awful. Everyone's gone crazy. And that's one of the things I do appreciate about Mafia Life Chris. More than you, Fez, more than you, Dave, especially more than you, Hicks. He is a man who is consistent. He wants to get his product out yeah, there. He's a consistent plug Everything up. That's fine. At least he's not like some people and acting like he's not something, and then that's what he really is. Okay. Um, I wrote a poem for Lene. Well, that's nice. If, you, if it's appropriate. Sure. Okay. Hey, Lene, sorry for your loss. Your hamster must have been a good mate. But Pepper's mom just died, so get your priorities straight. 
the end. Oh, I didn't know. I thought there was more. No. So I heard the... Uh, it's just a quick stanza. Uh, um, here's uh, Rick in Florida. You're on Fez. Ryan V, I got a spy report for you. Uh, well, then let me play this. Spy report. Spy report. The all-time classic and personal favorite podcast, CT and Jibben, will be calling it quits after the new year begins. Wow. Another one bites the dust. Uh, uh, uh. Another one bites the dust. I haven't even talked to those guys since we came into the uh, new building. Good guys. They had a good little podcast. But I don't blame people for being annoyed with the radio business these days. Oh, it's terrible. Gravy quit his show, too. I forget the name of it. Um, best the, in Show. Best in Show. I thought those guys were funny, too. Yeah, well, they were. Or they are. You know who keeps me up on the podcast is uh, Barb. Barb loves the podcast, mm -hmm. no matter who's doing it. She's a good radio person. She had you guys, as a matter of fact, ranked eighth. Hey, well, well, okay. Well, first of all, we're not a podcast, technically. We're an actual radio show. Yeah, we are. We're broadcast on Sirius XM right here. You can get it right online, on this right? Channel. All those people have been. Yeah. Everybody's name we brought up. Got the same little Saturday night break. Hey. <laughs> um, Mike in Toronto, you're on my fez. Hey, Ronnie B. How you doing? Good. Just wanted to say, uh, I heard a great line. It said, the most you can ever hope for in life is to be the person that your dog thinks you are. And I thought that was uh, appropriate for Fezzi here. Why? I don't have a dog. But thank you for calling up and reading Alpo commercials to me. Why are you so negative wow. about animals, Fez? Jeez. And a, a little girl's heartbreak. That's... And can I tell you something? Yeah. I think it's... Wonderful for her. She's showing to have maturity. this experience. Showing she maturity, is. and she's a loving person. Yeah, she's a loving person that's got a dead hamster on her hands now. It's how we we grow, though. We deal with shit. It's unnecessary sadness. They got her a pet that you know lasted two years. I think it lasted longer than that. Maybe two. Their and tiny half. hearts just give out. So you shouldn't love anything with a bad heart? I'm going to write that down. <laughs> now, and I'm, then I'm going to put under it, too late, already out of love. Talking anyway. About, talking about animals. I am too. Don't write gonna, that down. I'm, I'm also put it down for later line of the day. Because I'm so fucking tired. I'm just going to start and put my own line of the days in. <laughs> so many people are missing. Uh. Tough 2009, do, do, though. Do. Tough year. You know? Yeah. No, not for me. Well, best uh, year of my life. All right. Honestly, the best year of my life. Okay. But for many people, it's been difficult. I'll tell you why it's such a great year for me. Why is that? A hamster died, a mom died, and a baby was sick. <laughs> yeah. None of those reasons. Well, hamster. I made which that. one of these don't belong? Fucking two ounce... All right, Piece of garbage. Again, you and Fez are fucking girlfriends. <laughs> don't die. I always thought hamsters always sounded like they would taste great, though. Just don't do that. Her little hamster. Well, right. I mean, not her hamster. Um, here's uh, Foundry Music Jeff. You're on Fez. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Uh, you know, it's funny that Fez calls it an unnecessary sadness. 
Why do you feel that it's unnecessary for a child to learn the life uh, lessons relating to life and death? Because a kid is going to face enough death in its life, in his or her it, life. And how does it start? How do you learn to deal with that? When it when it happens, when it strikes. So you have to wait till a it happens to a parent the first time they're introduced to death. Grandparent too. Yeah. Okay, what was the first Why throw something, something else something into the equation? Because then you learn. Just like if you're skiing, your first trip isn't down the Alps. When was the first time something you loved died? Like what age? Oh, it was probably my grandfather, I guess. When I was, uh, I think, 22. Well, l let's just go back to a couple years ago when your grandmother died. Mm -hmm. and, how and that also tied in with Mikey Day. How bad you took that. And she was 99. <laughs> and this is obviously when Fez started going bananas. But don't you don't you think that the incredible feeling of sadness would have been tempered a bit had your first death been prior to the age of twenty two and not a human being? Here's no. what here's what Fez said to me that night. He said I drove back. First of all, he said it came as a shock, and this is a woman that was in a coma. That a woman with a coma died. He freaked out. I don't know what he thought at ninety nine she was going to do, but then he said he drove out there at night. And what did you do, Fez? What were you going to do? Oh, I think I was just sitting there. What did you say you wanted to do and you were going to do? And I had to talk you out of it. I think it was digging. He wanted to dig her up. And I'm on the phone with him going like, Fez, buddy, she's not there. You've had 57 years as a fucking Lutheran. You know about the spirit, right? You're going to dig up a box, pull it out there, and pull this Creepy. Yeah, body out on the street and put it in the car with you and drive around. You can't do it. You cannot do this. I was now, overcome by grief, and I was thinking I couldn't stand the thought of her being out in that field by herself. It's not her. Yeah, but that, that was the thought that was going through my head. Because you haven't taken the time to think about what is life and what is death and what uh, and have any philosophy or thought about spirit and soul or any of those things even if you didn't believe in an afterlife you would know that that dead body is not her it's not that's why we have funerals and we let go but i don't think that you think about these things enough which is why you gave a child pets, because then you can gradually... So they can die. The level. Makes well, a lot well, of sense, Nutbar. You can gradually bar. increase why the level of emotion that a kid would feel over a lost loved one. You know, you lose a goldfish, that's oh, okay. You lose a, a, a hamster, a dog, these things get progressively worse to the point where you, maybe you start losing grandparents, cousins, and so forth. After a while, and I've seen a lot of death over the last couple of years, I'm pretty good with it now. I'm in a good place. I can deal with it. I cry, but I deal with it, and not in, in, in the way that you do, where somehow you turn it around in on yourself and, oh my God, how is this going to work out for me when I die? What's going to happen after my death? Well, I'm where glad all the death has worked out so well for you, Jeff. I wish you much more. I, but here's the thing, Fez. <laughs> you know what? We get devastated by death, but that's not a bad thing. It fucking feels awful even if we have the strongest belief in an afterlife it's still uh let's suppose if 
uh, Dave died tomorrow. Oh, God, why? Now, we would be crushed. We would feel awful. That's also a testament to the way we have felt about him alive. Yes. And you don't want to. And I'm going to take you back. I, Why? In well, 2009. I, no more hypotheticals. Well, you get really drunk and you walk downstairs. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but do you want your death to be like Ebenezer uh, Scrooge's thing? When he saw the future and there was no one there to mourn him? There was no one there to care? It's because he lived a solitary life and he wouldn't use his heart. He wouldn't put the light into the world. There was no light shining on him. And he was also cheap. Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, you know, that's that's the way all this stuff works. Here's uh, Chris in Dallas, Sherman Fez. Hey, Fez's whole life is unnecessary sadness. He just can't get behind this because it's not about him. Now, I'm talking about a little girl. I'm not making this about me. I'm talking about Lene being upset. I haven't said anything about my pets at all. Yes, you're always sad. You love it. You were just sad you couldn't find a bottom in a bar on Sunday playing, watching football. I am talking about a little girl who, if she didn't have this hamster dying, she wouldn't be so upset right now. That's what I'm talking about. Why is she you're upset? Cry when your cat dies? She's upset because that she loved this pet and it's gone. Right, so the love part has nothing to offer for you. The experience of being, uh, of having the love of an animal has nothing to do for you. I, you would not see that as a loss for her life. That for the last couple of years that she's had this pet, and the way she felt about it, the way she took care of it, all that's negated because eventually the pet's not there anymore. Well, and she feels so bad about it. But you would you please look at the positives of sharing life with an animal, with a place, with people. And I think that's fine when you're an adult and you can handle it better. But to give a kid a pet that's going to die in two years, I don't think it's fair to the kid. All right, let's suppose it's a, it's a child. The grandparents are 90 years old. Do you not introduce them to these people because eventually they're going to not? They can't have a Mima and a Peepa, whatever <laughs> stupid fucking names these kids make up. No, I would do that because those are humans. And the difference is what? That the humans are part of the family. They're there already. The animal is also part of a child's family. Here is Tom. Tom, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ron, I'm imploring you to please take that hammer that you spoke of and bludgeon Fez to death tonight. This is a man who feels no love. He takes no joy in life. He doesn't enjoy music. He can't appreciate beauty and his misery. I think I'm still going to keep him around. Thank you. Because he's going to suffer here more than he would ever suffer in the afterlife. I hope I wouldn't suffer any there. Uh, well, there'll be fire. Bob, you're on Fez. Hey, buddies. Yeah. I just wanted to uh, add to Eastside Dave's poem for Cecil, please. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry Cecil had to die. Now in heaven, he has a big wheel to push. 
At least Cecil did not die inside of Fezzi's dirty tush. Thank you. Hmm. Like the little girl doesn't feel bad enough. James, you're running Fez. Oh, Ron, this is just getting to the point where uh, I think we all need to check ourselves into four wins. I mean, a couple of years or uh, a couple of months ago, uh, you know, you got emotional when Corky had a mysterious episode. Uh, are, are you comparing Corky to a pet hamster? Because Fez, really and truly, I think you need to go back into forwards now. Now, Fez. You have no now. idea what you're even talking about. Not a clue. If I got emotional about my brother being in the hospital, that's because he's human and he's my brother and he's part of my family. And I am talking about emotion. The little girl who's so upset today because her hamster is dead. So children can't have pets. I don't think children should have pets. Okay. I want you to do this, Dave. Mm-hmm. Round up the army and let them know to get every pet away from children. Okay. And any child that fights back will have its hands cut off. I guess I got to take the, the goldfish out of my house. Do you have Ar- goldfish? Yeah, army is not necessary. I'll no, do the it. The Navy, then. I'll do it willingly. And when all the goldfish stopped on. Didn't you kill goldfish when you were a kid? Uh, yes, I did. Hmm. My uh, brother had uh, been making fun of me. So I took his goldfish and put it on his bedroom floor, suffocated it. Hi, Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> Here's our good buddy, Arch. Arch? Fez, I blame your parents for you having such a hard time dealing with things as an adult instead of having you deal with things as a kid with a normal growth pattern. Okay. And, uh, emotionally, that is. Yeah, I mean, we had pets when I was a kid. You did, but it's not okay for someone else to have pets as a kid or no i wouldn't have had the pets if i when i was a kid if i could go back in time Hmm. no i would i would not have had them and seen the emotional (laughs) trauma there fez is they were dying left and right we had rabbits but that was dinner and there was always another one dying any dogs Yep, we had dogs that died. We had cats. You know what you ought to do, Fez? What's that? Scream at kids cutting through your yard on the way home from school. <laughs> Be that fucking crazy old lady. Maybe I should blast them. No. I feel bad for the kids now. I mean, they can't have any pets. No hands. I mean, what if a kid loses his toy? I mean, that, that that makes kids sad, too. Right. Should we take away the toys? No, you can get other toys. It's not a living thing. You can get another dog pretty easily. Lene's not going to have another CC. She could in a heartbeat. For parents she can have another hamster. She's not having another CC. I got an email from Frenchie today, and she says, Fez was truly back, was happy, Back at WNEW after everybody would leave at night and he would hang out with us. 
That was the last time Fez was truly happy. She is awake today. Were you truly happy then? Yeah, I was very happy then. You told us the opposite, though. We talked to you about it later. Said you weren't happy at all. Really? I, yes, you said it immediately went into uh, a, an obsessive pattern. Oh. Because we're going over that now. Yeah, uh, I see what you mean. But I mean, at the start, it was happy. One, isn't what I mean, is what you said. I thought it was odd that you even said that. Um, Mike, DC, you're my fez. Yeah, you know, once again, Fez has made this all about himself. Um, you got a How, Mike? Girl How did I do that? You... He hasn't even expressed any condolences. Dave's written a nice little poem. Ron and Chris Stanley are working on a nice note for Lene. And Fez, all he can talk about is how bad he feels about himself. So, pathetic once again. Nice job, Dave. At least you're thinking about somebody else. Good job. What an idiot. I was thinking about that little girl when I wrote my poem. Thinking about lunch, too. I'm going to lie to you. Oh, turkey. Pennystockchaser.com. Pennystockchaser, pennystockchaser, chasing stocks all around that penny. Here's what they do. They research potential stocks and notify members of buy recommendations. That's what they call it. And also their hot stock alerts. My buy recommendation is get a girl that's into it. Well, this is with penny stocks. Right, but I'm trying to tell you about a whole different thing. Uh-huh. And then forget about it. Right. Now, the recent stock pick from PennyStockChaser.com, CNBR. That's CNBR. It's gone from 50 cents to a new high of $4.24 in Whoa. just one month. One month. Yep. That's at PennyStockChaser.com. That's a recommendation. I have had the best times of my life when I buy low and then sell high. Were you in on this stock, Fuzzy? I did not get in on this one. What, what do you got yours into right now? What I can't remember the one that I picked. But how, how much juice did you throw in? I put in two hundred dollars. Woo! Yeah, just to see what happens as I'm starting out. I paid two hundred dollars and still had to pick up the garbage. Now, over seventy percent of the stocks they recommended to members in two thousand nine rose within two weeks of their alert, and dozens of their picks doubled and tripled. Some even rose by a thousand percent because you're getting the information. Would you say that thousand? No, I think just a thousand percent. But if something can double and triple, can it thousandth? Hmm, I don't know. But the important thing is the penny stock chaser and the information you're getting. You're getting the free daily newsletter, the hot stock alerts, and information from their 50,000 members worldwide. Did you say hot cock alert? I said hot stock alert. Right, you slurred. It's pennystockchaser.com. Individual results may vary. Did you say pennycockchaser.com? I said pennystockchaser.com. You're slurring. Individual results, they may vary. There's no guarantee. I disagree. I think every result will be the same. And it's guaranteed. Oh, my name is it Ron Beddington. They will all vary. Ronald L. Beddington. And there's no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Invest wisely. It's pennystockchaser.com. L? Mill initial? Yeah. Just put it in my file. Make a little file of you. <laughs> L is my middle name. E L. 
Oh, E L. Yeah. Like Jor, like Jor El. It's Ron L. And this is Ronica. So write, like your Ronora. <laughs> I, I hope did. it doesn't seem like I'm too much into myself. <laughs> Tonight, should I watch uh, the Brothers movie and feel depressed, or the fun Alec Baldwin movie and feel lovely? Hmm. Have you seen either? No. I, then, as I watch mine, I'm going to break it. Please don't it do that. Why not? I because I watch them and then I give them to my mom. She's a very big movie buff, so she likes to get. She's all these. such a big movie buff. She doesn't even go to the movies. No, she good. She, she goes to movies all the time, but uh, you know, she likes you the know, little perks of her I, son being in the Writers Guild. I will treat him, and I, as I do too. <laughs> Beanie and I have that in common. <laughs> so I could use him back in you know One Piece. Thank you. DVDs don't work if they're cracked. <sighs> Let's not make this all about Beanie for okay. five seconds. All right. Uh, Mika Yermanifes. Yeah, Ron, uh, how's it going, man? What can we do for you? Um, I w wanted to tell you a story. Uh, all throughout my childhood, my parents hid death from me. Grandparents died. They never took me to the funerals. I didn't go to my first funeral until I was 30 when my wife's, hus or when my wife's dad died. And I just don't have any feelings with, you know, for people when they die. It's, it's just not there. It's, it's, there's no connection. But... I, I, we had a dog die earlier this year, and everything came out. You know, I mean, I was devastated for days, and that's. I mean, that's. That goes back to Fez's thing. That don't have animals. Exactly, exactly. It's, but it, I was kept from death, you know, for so long that it's just—it's not even a real thing to me. You know, it just happens, and you're, you're not supposed to feel anything because not, nothing was ever introduced. Nobody, you know, and I. So I think it's pretty important for kids to be exposed to that. So we should just take a dog and kill it in front of their kids to make sure they really get that death experience. It's not a death experience, it's a life experience. Yeah, understand that? To live in this world, Fez, means you cannot embrace this world too much and treat everything as if it's solid, because it is not. Even the most solid things that we have will not last. You're going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why introduce something else into that? No, Fezzi. You're going to die. Everything that you cared about is going to die. That's a frightening feeling. And only if you choose for it, it to be. Weirds me out. Only if... That's because you haven't embraced the fact that that is true. And is, and is real. And you think if you don't look at it, it's not true. But all the great religions in the world, all the great philosophies, they now there's not one of them that says, turn your back from the truth. Think that what is here on life is the most important thing. Mm. You got to leave it behind. You are going to leave it behind. Everything. So instead of being a freak by that, love it. Love that mystery. I think it would help if you took that $200 that you have in that penny stock chaser and gave it to that little girl. For what? Maybe she can reinvest it in the stock. She'll just go a different way than you, than he is. 
Or maybe she can buy herself, I don't know, 400 hamsters. They can't, they've got to be free, right? You don't pay for a hamster? Well, I think you have to pay a few bucks. Her poem said it was $7 to buy him. About $7 she ever spent. She's a nice little girl. When, when Fez and her, she used to be in here all the time, but when Fez and her dad broke up, we just stopped seeing her all together. Mm. <clears throat> I remember at the pet store one time, they wouldn't let me get feeding fish. Fish that are one penny because they get fed to other fish to eat. Uh -huh. Because I told them I was going to use them in my science experiment. And I was going to put alcohol, you know, see the effects of alcohol and caffeine and sugar and like chocolate on them. And they, they refused to sell me the fish. I was like, but you're going to sell them to someone else to feed to another fish? That's different than torture. What kind of fucking uh, class did you have that was okay to torture? It was science fair every uh, every uh, two years. And what, what what were you looking to do? See the effects of alcohol, caffeine, sugar, and 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 like chocolate on them. Oh, I already give it to you. You'll kill them. How's that? <laughs> so here's an eye. Uh, well, Mr. Bennington said you'll I kill had, him. No, I had an eyedropper, <laughs> and I was gonna just put a drop into the water. Do me a favor, and then take notes. Take that eyedropper, whatever poison you have, put it in your own fucking <laughs> eye. I was actually banned for the entire science fair. They wouldn't let me even enter it. After <laughs> yes, that. Lex Luthor. They weren't going to put you in there with that experiment. How is it any different than experimenting on fucking monkeys? The government does it all the time. Yeah, but they don't let school children do it. Well, You're never going to hear of a th three-year-old kid. Yes, I was able to peel the fucking skull back on a monkey. <laughs> because that sounds like a serial killer. <laughs> I don't understand something. Mm. How could the cards crush the Vikings the other day? Right. And then you get beat up by the 49ers. You understand why it's so difficult to be a gambler yeah. in this world? They probably realize they have the NFC West wrapped up. What's the big deal? You know, the, I, I don't think they have a lot of motivation, even going against another NFC West team. There's no way that they don't win that division. So how, how can they get motivated right now? The problem is, had they won, and if the Vikings drop a game, the Cardinals could have been looking at maybe a two-seed. I don't think they're going to look at a two-seed now. You're too inconsistent. And a two-seat, of course, gets you a bye, so, I mean, you know, they should have been motivated, but they don't give a fuck. Well, your Giants fell apart, huh? Yeah, but I still think they have a shot to make the playoffs. Yeah, but the way they started the season, they look like they were Super Bowl bound. Yeah, 5-0. and oh. We were like, are they the only great team this year? Well, again, look it's, at them. They're it's, not it's, even fucking good teams. I get upset fans who don't understand stuff, and any fan who would boo Eli Manning for yet again having another brilliant game, but the defense can't hold jack shit down. I mean, giving 45 points up to the Eags. Uh, we're going to take a break here. When we get back, we're going to talk with Polo. And we've got the Golden Globe nominations. It's a run of Fez show. Whatever, whatever, I do what I want. Whatever, you ain't bad, you ain't nothing. I ditch class and go shoot heroin in a school bathroom. Whatever, I ran for Congress and won. Then I had sex with an intern, killed her, and hit her body. Whatever, I'll do what I want. Yeah, buddy, this is Ron Fest Show. Going to talk movies a little bit. Believe it or not, after all this time, here's Polo. From the legendary Rana Fest Studios in a predominantly white neighborhood, Rana Fest presents Showtime with the Polo. Polo. Hey, Polo, your life's a movie. How are you? Your life used to be a movie. How are you, Paul? Hi, how are you? 
Paul, the Golden Globe nominations have uh, come out today. Are you even familiar with that anymore? Yes, I know. I'm. I'm obviously been in hiding, uh, but yes, I'm, cl- I'm completely familiar with the entire filmic scene as it, as it uh, is. Are going you on. familiar with the award season is starting? I am aware of it. I'm this aware used to be the time Paulo was happy and excited to talk film. Exactly, and I still am. I still am. Let's go over these, Paulo. Best uh, motion picture drama: uh, Avatar, The Hurt Locker, Inglorious Bastards. Precious and Up in the Air. Up in the Air, yes, absolutely. Those The Hurt Locker, Up in the Air, have won a number of critics' polls, uh, so they're, you know, the, the front runner. <laughs> if you could pick yourself right now, which one of these films? Of, the, of those five, mm-hmm. uh, Up in the Air is a great movie, so I would say Up in the Air. And have you seen it yet, Dave? The... No, this weekend. I've seen it. I like the film. I'm not going to lie to you. I like the film. Did I think it is best picture material? I don't know. Hmm. Problem all around. The whole year has been kind of weak. Yeah, it's not a strong year. Have you seen the Avatar yet, Polo? Yes, I have. And you didn't like the Hurt Locker so much? I like. I, again, I think all of these are respectable nominations. I think they're all good uh, nominations. Avatar is an awesome visual experience. It's incredible. All right, let's go over to musical or comedy. Here's what they pick: Five Hundred Days of Summer, The Hangover. It's complicated. Julie and Julia, and nine, nine, the no, German nine. musical. No, it's not. It's not German. Um, it's Italian, actually. Be a <laughs> Be a uh, Which one of those would you pick, Paul? Of those, um, a, a very weak uh, collection. I would have to say that it, you know, it's it's a, it would be a. a at apples and oranges, nine and five hundred days of summer have good things about them that I would say would make them the best. I would go with nine personally. I haven't seen nine yet. I, I think I'm going to see it on Friday or maybe Thursday. But Friday, I know it's coming to the uh, Ziegfeld, and I'm uh, I want to see it in that theater. And I'm only going for one fucking reason: it has nothing to do with the movie itself. More okay. about one single performance to see how he does this decade. Okay. Dave's all-time favorite actor. Have you put him as your all-time favorite? I put just, him, uh, yeah. I mean, he's the decade's well, best. Well, he's the decade's best, definitely. Uh, I liked 500 Days of Summer. Dave didn't like it. I think it's, I think it's uh, in a year like this, it, it deserves to be at the top of the list. In a year like this. Is it an all-time great movie? Probably not. And that's the same thing <laughs> with Up in the Air. I agree that they're both... Really good, but not, I would say, great. All right, let's go over some of the... All right, here's the best actress for you. Emily Blunt, the young Victoria. Never even heard of this. Yeah. Sandra Bullock, the blind side. Oh, that's one on your side, huh, Fezzi? Yeah, but, uh, yeah, keep that going. Mm. Helen Mirren, the last station. Lost the last station. Very uh, completely unknown wild card movie. It's actually got two nominations for... Carrie people. Mulligan, an education... And the big fat girl, Precious. <laughs> I like the big fat girl and Precious for this one. Uh, who yeah, would you pick? Nothing like Precious, actually. She's a very normal. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm not saying, not attacking the character. It Precious, seems like you you got a problem with big fat girls that were abused. No, I think that the big fat girl who is the actress uh, that plays Precious is a little more normal, perhaps, than Precious is mm. because the Precious was abused. So Precious is going to win this, right? 
No, I don't. It's think fat precious who I've, uh, <laughs> I've seen pictures of, and then no one else have even heard of their film. All right, here's best performance by an actor in a major motion picture Ooh. drama. Jeff Bridges, Crazy Heart. George Clooney, Up in the Air. Colin Firth, Single Man. Toby Maguire, Brothers, and Morgan Friedman, Invictus. Everybody seems to think it's Jeff Bridges' year. Well, then I also hear from people it's Mr. Clooney's year. Mm. It, it, absolutely. They, you know, Clooney, let's face it, has got a nice consistency to his career right I mean, now. He's, he's, you're saying that you would give the Up in the Air the best picture. He's in every fucking scene and Up in the Air. And if you don't buy George Clooney, you don't buy this. But, uh, cra crazy Heart I plan on seeing this week, too. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, I love... Mr. Jeff Bridges. Oh, he's awesome. Uh, Fez, have you seen any of these films? Um, no, I don't think I've seen any of those. Why haven't you been the single man yet? Um, I was going to go on Sunday, and it was overlapping plans, the times when the theaters were running it. What? I had something else to do at the time that I was running it. I didn't have time to get to it. And you don't go to movies during the week? No, I don't. Uh... I'm hoping Jeff Bridges. I haven't even seen the film yet. I just like but Jeff George Bridges. Knows. Clooney has his Oscar too, even though it was supporting. And just look at the supporting. movie they made with the you know the crazy movie that the, the two of them made together this year. You know Jeff Bridges actually was amazing in that movie where he plays the hippie. Uh, you know. Yeah, I like him in that too. I liked him better yeah. than I like Clooney. Yeah, I like Jeff Bridges a lot. I think he's one of the most un un overlooked actors, uh, and he's always fantastic. All right, best performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical or comedy. Sandra Bullock, The Proposal. Two for, two for Bullock. Uh, Marion, and I have no idea what her last name is, Cotillard. Nine. Cotillard. Nine. Meryl Streep is complicated, and Meryl Streep, Julie, and Julia. Wow. Yeah, so clearly... Sandra Bullock, Meryl Streep, both have two bullshit uh, bullshit nominations. Uh, I yeah. thought Julie and Julia was fucking amazing. I thought <laughs> yes. I thought she was phenomenal, phenomenal in that role. It was one of my but Dan Aykroyd would have been great in that part. I, I think I think there's a reason why you're not in the movies anymore, <laughs> saying something that's stupid. Um, I I'd, I'd honestly give it to Streep right now, and that's without seeing anything else. Wow. Uh, best performance of an actor in a motion picture, musical or comedy. Matt Damon, the informant. Daniel Day-Lewis, nine! Uh, Robert Downey Jr., Sherlock Holmes. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, 500 Days of Summer. And Michael Strubarg, A Serious Man. Um, well, the Coen brothers obviously have their little nomination, you know. There's a lot of things that But the guy was amazing in that yes. film. Yeah. Uh... By the way, it's a slap in the face of you to see how much 500 Days of Summer has been getting. Yeah, if that movie gets nominated for Best Picture, it's over. Then that, that proves to me that you suck on an ass pipe. I that don't. That will be the only proof that I'll ever need. I'm Movie's writing it down. No, it's not a good movie. Then why is it nominated as much as I've already read off? Because they have nothing uh, else who to would you give? Who would you give this to? Uh, Polo? Um, I, I, you know, obviously the... Um 
Matt Damon has two nominations right now, so you know he has a best supporting. What would actor you give it to? Is all you got is two. I know. I I would I would say that uh, it's a it's a it's a very hard one to call. There's no real clear. Then I, I then I shouldn't be talking to you, uh, Dave. Who would you give it to? I'll give it to Damon for informant. Well, shocked me. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to the guy from A Serious Man. I thought he held that whole fucking film together. I love that movie, and yet you didn't get behind it. Best performance actress supporting role. Motion picture. Uh, Monique Precious. Fez does an impression of her. Mm -hmm. Already a good sign. Yeah. Um, Julianne Moore, a single man. Anna Kendrick, up in the air. Verna Farmiga, up in the air. Penelope Cruz. Nine! Hearing a lot about nine. Yeah. Um... Who, I, I don't know. Do you want to be part of this or not? Uh, yeah, Monique. I would say Monique is actually pretty amazing in impression. Now, what I else think. is Monique known for? Uh, she did some stupid sitcoms and stuff. You know, I mean, I, I, it's not like I pay attention to her career. I mean, she hasn't done any real movies uh, that, you know, of any substance. So I, I like it her... when she does that fat song about I ain't leaving or whatever, and everybody goes crazy <laughs> in the theater. Jennifer Holiday, but... Same thing. Just... Same fucking <laughs> thing every year. I mean, they have this scene at the end where she's in there with, uh, you know, Mariah Carey, and uh, and she's trying to explain her, you know, trying to justify her, her treatment of their daughter. And it really is pretty amazing. <coughs> you sit there writing things down on your pad like you know me? <laughs> That's a very good imitation. Thank you, Paulo. It's the same <laughs> imitation he does for Aunt Jemima. <laughs> it's going to be the clip that they show at the award shows. Um, let's go over here to... Have you seen the film or just the clip? Just the clip. Mm. Uh, best performance... Supporting role, actor, motion picture. Matt Damon, Invictus. There he goes again. <laughs> uh, Stanley Tucci, The Lovely Bones. Christopher Plumer, The Last Station. Christopher. Uh, they have it as Christopher Waltz. They put it down as Christopher after we've seen the request thing. Mm -hmm. Inglorious Bastards. Woody Harrelson. The hideous Woody Harrelson in The Messenger. Well, obviously, The Hurt Locker and The Messenger are, you know, finally we're getting some more movies, you know, about our current issues, and, you know, this this movie's come out All of nowhere. All we want is an answer, Polo. You want an answer? Okay. Actually, this is a tough category. I'm going to have to go with um, uh, Christopher Waltz for The Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, I think we all want to see that win. Yeah. That goes without but saying. But Stanley Tucci's a uh, dark horse because he is, uh, actors love him. He's like the actor's actor. Guess what? This ain't the role for him. Fuck yeah. Stanley Tucci for what happened. Okay. Um, but I've seen the film, unlike you. I saw it. I can't, I, I, I'll let you borrow it. He's barely in it. Stanley Tucci? Yeah. No, he's, not, he's in a good chunk of it's He's boring. looking out windows. He's, and then he has to pay overpays it. Who didn't see that guy as the fucking nut from the word go? Who else needs to learn to talk like this? Uh, best animated feature. Time for Fezzy to come alive. Coraline Fez. Mm -hmm. The fantastic Mr. Fox. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. The princess and the frog. And up. 
I will go with Princess and the Frog. You saw it? No, I haven't seen any of those. <laughs> but I would say Princess and the Frog, the return to old school animation. An instant Disney classic. Polo, how come Fez can give me a definitive answer without seeing anything? You see them all and can't come up with an answer. I, I have no problem giving you an answer, but because I've seen everything, there is to a certain, I'm conflicted to a certain extent. There give me an answer for this one. You can't do it. <laughs> oh, oh, an answer for this one? Very simple. Fantastic Mr. Fox is, is clearly the best, but Coraline is great, Up <laughs> is great, and Princess of Frog is great. It's all great. <laughs> well, yes, they're, they're all, all great. <laughs> they got nominated. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, our first uh, five-way tie in animation. <laughs> They're all great. Uh, best foreign language film, Don't Care. Best director, well, that's going to go on with the things. And best song, Don't Care. So that's just about everything uh, worth talking about. Well, exactly. I mean, it's been a crappy year. And, you know, some of the things that looked like they were going to do well, The Road completely ignored. Ah, The Road. The Road. Completely ignored. And Shutter Island pushed to February, so nobody cares. So Scorsese gets his Cecil B. DeMille Award, and that's it. They, can, they say, fuck you to, see, to Scorsese. Well, they, they, they can't help it. He won't put it out. Yes, and Woody Allen, no nominations for Woody Allen this year. Not a great Woody Allen film. That's right. So there you go. What are you laughing it, about? It wasn't a great film. I Did you see it, uh, Dave? Not yet. I'm waiting for the screener. Oh, God. You're the cheapest man I've ever met. <laughs> I don't have any money. I'm it's taking these screenings of yours home with me. Cheap implies I have cash. I tried to come up with the idea of uh, bonuses, and Fez fucking nixed me on it. Oh. And said we do the dinner with you. Oh. I thought, yeah, bonuses. The dinner also has an open bar. Dinner on top of bonuses. You don't want the dinner either? No, we definitely want the dinner, but in addition to. Dinner and open bar. <laughs> Yeah, we 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 thought that was all right. What's we? Chris I haven't heard I. Chris Stanley say anything about it. I'll take both. Yeah. Now he did. Hmm. Maybe Ronnie and I will be enjoying a nice dinner together. Oh, and then bonusing each other. <laughs> that seems pointless, though. Why? <laughs> Just a swap, <laughs> big checks doesn't make sense. If it means anything, my damn will be smaller. <laughs> that helps. Yeah, all it is. A little bit. I try to play half. I try to throw in half of what he gives me to make him fucking feel like I'm gonna help you on the fucking check that you're giving me. Because <laughs> it gets too fucking big. Uh, so, Paulo, you, it, it's not. It's an awful year for you. Well, okay. Let's. Just I'll say, just say this, uh, and I'm sure I. Speak for all the other guys on the show. Disappointed where the wall things are not fucking represented yeah, this list. That's Absolutely. one I saw in the theaters. Loved it. Might be my favorite film so far this year. Might be. I haven't seen them all. Well, the Indiana film critics gave it a number of awards. I should be living in Indiana right now. <laughs> Much like the Parks and Recreation show. Bump, bump. Every year they give the Hoosier Award. <laughs> this year's Hoosier Memorial Award goes to. Go up to Don Mattingly's house. And what do you do? You bypass Larry Bird? No, I'll, I'll go to French Lick too. Can I ask you a question? Why no love for Mellencamp? I don't like him. Uh, we got the Rock and Roll uh, nominees have uh, come out. 
go over what the go over for the people that were up this year. Okay, first um, the nominees for this year's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and let's say whether you would let them in or not. Okay, were Abba. Abba belongs in there. Darlene Love. Uh, absolutely, only because they met her. It's the only reason. Put her in. Donna Summer. Is this her first year up? Not Just sure. Put her for not yet. I would say yes to Donna Summer. Genesis. Uh, with Peter Gabriel. Um, with Peter Gabriel. Yes. Yes. Jimmy Cliff. Uh, yes. Kiss. No. No. Laura Nero. Yes, for me. No. And I know she won't make it, but you've never heard any of her music? No. Unbelievable. LL Cool J. Ladies love him. Gotta have him. Just for that sitcom that was on NBC, yes. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers? Uh, yes. I would say yes. Heard of them. The Chantels? No. No. Is that one of the fake groups from uh, that thing you do? Mm -mm. Keep going, please. The Hollies? Absolutely. And the Stooges. If the Stooges aren't in, burn that motherfucker down. Burn it to the fucking ground. As the rest of Cleveland. All Cleveland will burn. Okay. And then I will start a fucking uh, a drive to the Great Lakes, destroying everything in my way. All right. Okay. Mm. Now, um, here are the actual inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, class of 2010. The Hollies made it. Good. Jimmy Cliff got inducted. Thank you. I'm two for two so far. Genesis in. I'm looking like the master. ABBA. Greenlight. They're going to have to. They're, they're the, one of the biggest bands in the world. It's all awful, but it appeals to a certain amount of people. And last but not least, the Stooges. No fire. Uh, so Kiss not kept in after finally getting nominated. Kiss out again. Uh, yeah, um, Red Hot Chili Peppers is surprising. That is a giant band. They're still huge. They've been pretty damn successful for a couple decades. And well, they're going, like them. they're going to get in. Uh, they just weren't uh, a first-year draft. I yeah, have no problem with that. Even still, you would think they would be first-year. I, I would have thought they would be first-year for well, sure. Well, if you look, Hollies weren't first-year. and we brought, mm. Jimmy Cliff wasn't first-year. Right. LL Cool J didn't make it. No. Nope. And he belongs in there. Darlene Love again. Despite Bruce's protests. I don't know if she belongs in there, but I met her and I find her delightful. So I said yes. Yeah, this is a slap in the face to us Bruce fans. Chantel's. And RBI fans. Yep. Or Nero, no. Um, and no Donna Summer. No Donna Summer. No Chantel's. Um, I think Donna Summer is obviously not her first year. You know, the big probably riff there is the disco angle. Mm -hmm. The rock people still hate disco. They hate hip-hop a lot less. Could be cool to see Peter Gabriel go and play with Genesis. Very cool. You know? Bow wow. Wolf wolf. Come on, girl. What is that about, though? A girl with a dog collar works for everybody. You're never going to see a guy in bed go like this. Take that wee shop. <laughs> never going to happen. Never going to fucking happen. Polo, you happy with that list? 
Uh, obviously, the Stooges are an amazing influence. Uh, I am a, glad to hear you say that, Paul. They probably are the most one of the most influ influential bands of all time. So I mean, clearly they, they did they influence you? Because yes, I know you had a band. They influenced him to go on the Elton John message board. Pajama Graham. EJ. Pajama Graham. I had a band. Polo. Pajamagram.com. What were you saying, Paul? Pajamagram.com. It's guaranteed to make your wife or girlfriend thrilled on Christmas. It's the gift. If not, we'll double your money back. No, there's no money back guarantee. What is the guarantee? That she's going to want to put on these pajamas. And if she doesn't? Then you just let them know. And maybe you'll get some, uh, and I'm sure something will be rectified. And what? Why? This is great news. I'm very surprised. I've never heard this in one of their ads before. How so, will it be rectified? Maybe you can pick out some more pajamas. Wow. They're from Pajamagram. They now have a return policy. That's interesting. Pajamagram. Comfy and sexy, practical and personal. That's the gift that uh, does everything. Pajamagrams. It's I think people should wear pajamas instead of clothes. Really, on a regular basis, all the time. Well, what are we, Chinese? They no, try I to get away with that. The man in the black uh, pajamas, Polo, were the opponent, were the adversary. Yeah. And they would wear those little sneakers. We couldn't even come up in the night. We couldn't even tell where they were. Now, Pajama Graham, they get it right every time. It's delivered in a beautiful hat box that she's going to love. When I was in Vietnam, eight kills. And every one of them in my platoon. When were you in Vietnam? God, I think like 2003, 2004. Whenever they were running that special. Now, that special was really cheap to get over there. Pajama Graham, the beautiful hat box is what it's delivered in, plus the lavender scented sachet, a do not disturb sign, and a great personalized gift message, all free with your purchase of a Pajama Graham. It's getting colder outside. Warm her up. You know, have you seen what they have, Fezzi, with the entire family can wear the pajamas? Uh-huh. Even the dog? Oh, they have dog pajamas? You're, you're, you're their spokesmodel. How do you not know mm. this? They have been matching pajamas for the entire family, even the dog. This would be perfect for you on Christmas Eve, Dave. You and the family. Oh, I'd love everyone that. Everyone puts on matching pajamas. Gordon Strummer, your dog. You get the picture. And then do that every year. And then save that. I'd love that. Pajamagram.com. The perfect Christmas gift. Best of all, she's going to think of you every time she puts them on. Overnight and Christmas delivery is guaranteed. It's the gift that you're both going to love. Just visit Pajamagram.com or call this number, 1-800-GIVE-PJs. That's 1-800-GIVE-PJs for Pajamagram.com. You like uh, pajamas, Polo? Actually, I was, I'm just fantasizing in my mind if I could pull that look off, walking down the, you know, Fifth Avenue in pajamas. You know who does it? No. Julian Schnabel. Exactly. I think he will walk movie. into a place and fucking have, like, a meal. He's wearing pajamas and a robe. <laughs> and he's just like, what the fuck? It's clothes. What do I care? <laughs> and uh, they'll go, you can't come in here like this. I'll go like this. I'll give you a painting. <laughs> fucking painting. He goes, I can make a painting in five minutes that costs more than your restaurant. <laughs> I think it's a good look. I really do. When's I his think... next movie coming out, Paul? Uh, you know, he's going to work slow. But strangely enough, one of the best movies out there right now is by Tom Ford, who is a big designer. I was talking uh, about that with, uh, with Fez. I want him to see it. 
I think that he needs to see it, if you know what I mean. Oh, I do know what you and mean. And visually, it's one of the most beautiful films I've ever seen. Now, uh, most uh, people, I couldn't agree more. Most it's people beautiful. aren't going to like it, because it moves slow. What were you saying, Paul? It beautifully filmed. Yeah. I've never seen, for a long time, anything so meticulously filmed. Well, and he also put it in a style, you know, in an era where there was, like, really cool style. Mm -hmm. It was, like, in a glass house. And finally, I, like, I don't care so much about the story. Why don't you just keep walking around the house and having Colin Firth try on different clothes? Because <laughs> he looks great. Right. But he was a professor. How did he afford that gorgeous house? I mean, it was a beautiful house. Well, everything that he had was gorgeous. You, a, a professor in a, star, a small college wasn't going to get it. But it was about Fezzi being gay mm -hmm. in a time that that was very foreboding hmm. in this country. And we're not talking long ago. And if you right. watch this thing, you think to yourself, all right, I can understand why somebody would want a gay marriage. What language is foreboding? That would be German. Everything I do it's is sort of. German, just like my favorite film. <laughs> Nine! <laughs> Sounds like Farfagnugan. Um, but, yeah, Tom Ford did a very excellent job as a first-time director, and uh, I think uh, I was very impressed. Don't you think some people are going to have problems with the slowness of the script, though, right? Uh, uh, yeah, because they're slow. What are you going to do? I mean, the fact is, uh, these are the kind of films that get ignored. Uh, and the fact is, The Road was a brilliant, wonderful film, except, obviously, most people couldn't take it. And The Lovely Bones, obviously, getting crapped on. There are certain films that... You know, people are not going to well, respond. To. I've told Fez to see uh, a single man based on one thing and one thing only. Mm. The, the fact that the guy basically has a secret. If it wasn't that one angle, Fez would despise this movie. He's if going to come back out... and tell us that he loves this movie. And you know why? Why? You're going to believe that you think you should love it. <laughs> so you're going to come back and go, I loved it. <laughs> From moment one, I loved it. You know who had a secret? Who's that? Dominic Dunn, apparently. Griffin Dunn, his son, uh, came out this morning on the Today Show and said his father had a secret. Now, uh, so did Griffin always know? No. Nobody knew. I, I don't think Dominic knew. I kind of knew because he wrote for Vanity <laughs> Fair and he was a well-dressed kind of guy it's not that shocking he was a slight little man <laughs> um you know detail oriented you know who else had a secret who's that the mom from family ties yeah well meredith baxter every woman has that secret it's not the same thing as a guy <laughs> keeping a secret um, but she has three marriages and tons of kids and then like seven years ago she's like 62 all of a go seven years ago she decides she has a secret. Yeah, but only because she met one person. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and that's why I don't believe, like Fez does, that it's genetics. I think it's a choice. Mm. I think that you could go through life, meet someone, and every belief that you held before that could be out the door. Like... Dave, like the crying game. Well, well, let's go to this. Dave, you always said that you, you wouldn't date a black girl. You're not attracted to black girls. Yeah. But there could be a person, right, that you would meet that would easily make you do away with every belief that he had before that. 
Hmm. Now, did that mean that he was genetically predisposed to like black women? No. That's why I don't think it all has to do with this DNA question, whether you're straight or gay. So I think that just, I think the, the Dave example, I think with a black woman or a white woman, it's still a woman. It's just, it's a looks thing. Absolutely not. You are not. Uh, the, the fucking fact of the matter, if we were really drawn to people based on looks, you wouldn't see the couples together that you see together now. You wouldn't see it. Looks play a very small thing outside of just the superficial. You're looking at a magazine. You're watching a movie. You might go, oh, she's beautiful. But in real life, most people fall in love way beyond the looks situation. Way beyond. And it is somehow just putting an emphasis. I think it's a fear of choice that we have. And, Paulo, you know, you told me you experiment a little bit when you were younger, you and another kid. Let's not make a big thing out of that. It was not an experiment. I was, I was uh, let's say, coerced into a few moments of this, that, uh, on a couple of occasions. That was not exactly... You said all you did is let him get his, his cock head up in your asshole, no, and you wiggled just not. a little bit. You just wiggled no, back he, against it, and you said like this, this isn't for, for me. And this happened in your mid-20s? But I'm just saying, I have no personal inclination that way. But again, I wasn't specifically afraid of it, I would say. Hmm. I, I don't think I had any, any specific uh, feelings that it was a problem. Uh, because I got hit on a lot by guys, actually, early on. Well, you have always had a gay look. <laughs> okay. I mean, I get hit on actually by women too, but I mean, I just, I was, because of the way I grew up, I grew up as a, you know, an only Well, you child. grew up with a cock in your mouth. No, I didn't. Well, <laughs> how is it that you grew up that you became so attractive to men? I would say, no, I'm just saying that I did not have any idea. Right, I had I saw a picture of Polo when he was probably early 20s, and there's no shirt on. And he's wearing these tiny Larry Bird shorts. <laughs> and, you know, his hair is slicked back. Uh, he's recently tanned. And he looks very gay. <laughs> I, I would say that, uh, yeah, I mean, naturally, uh, gay guys will hit on other guys, whereas women are less likely to hit on guys, especially, you know, in those days. But I'm just saying, you know, I, I well, think I... Well, I found this out about uh, women. Um, which is really interesting, that women will wait to be found attracted, attractive to the other person before they find him attractive. So a woman will wait. Now, I'm not saying all, but I've talked about women. They will wait to be desired uh -huh. before they go, now let me see if I see this person mm. as desirable. Oh, I would now, generally say that that's normal because but the the exceptions and the aberrations are when those stalker women go yeah. crazy. Yeah, I, I think that that may be learned behavior, just in the same way of and we're in junior high. The girl would wait to be asked to dance. She mm -hmm. wouldn't come over. You know, they would and then they would have to do the okay, ladies' choice, ladies' choice on the next skate, <laughs> and then the girl can come over to you. But I find it. Uh, a little disappointing. 
I just find that thought a little disappointing. Well, it seems like it could be a long wait. Well, beyond that, beyond that, you're not making choices now. You're waiting to be hit on Hmm. and then deciding whether or not you will accept. And I think it's why they make some bad choices. I think that's why they're with some, you know, less than desirable people. Trash bags. I wasn't going to say trash bags, but I will say ash can. Okay. Yeah, there's a new movie coming out with Amy Adams called Leap Year about, you know, you can supposedly propose to a man on Leap Year or something along those lines. And that's like Sadie Hawkins Day. It's not traditional for women to do it. I mean, so they, I guess it is a society. Well, don't you think women now more will likely let themselves, you know, be known? Yeah, I think that that's, that's what's happening more and All right, more. Let me ask you, Dave, uh, who made the first move, you or your chick? I believe I did. Okay. Hicks? I did. Oh. I Same believe here. I did. Same here for me. Now, did you make the move as soon as you could have or should have, or did you hesitate? Uh, I hesitate for a little bit because I was in another relationship at the time. Mm, well, you were engaged. Uh, Hicks? <laughs> I went right for it. You went right after it, all fucked up. Right, went after yeah, that was all pussy. Fucked up. Mm. Happens. Paul O., what about with your chick? Uh, well, actually, um, I, I have been hit on, and I've, I've let women sometimes pick me to a certain extent, but currently I would say I, I hit, you know, I hit on well, her. Well, Paul O. does a different thing. He sticks his cock through a glory hole, <laughs> so he doesn't know exactly what happens on the other side. He assumes it's a, a woman. <laughs> But he is in the ma- men's room when this happens. This is an asshole. Okay, that's all I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> They're all pooey. Whatever it is, it's working for him. <laughs> uh, when's your next marriage, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, okay, uh, my, my current person is truly, and I mean, obviously, a lot of people are aware truly. of my history. That, you know, I've had rough times, and I'm with someone who's very good, and unfortunately, my life is horrible now, so... The, the degree that I'm going to get married What chat to room did you meet this one in? Elton John? <laughs> Bernie Taupin chat room? Who was it? No, it was actually... I'm not going to reveal it because I, you know, I have to protect her to a certain was extent. Was it a famous just, chat room you're in now? It's kind of a... a, a it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of a dating site. Not a... a, a J-Date? Date? Yeah. I, I would rather not give the one that it is because, you know, then, you know, people will be able to find it and everything else. But, I mean, let's just say she's on Facebook with me all the time, and she's a great person, super person. I go to his Facebook page. Can we what, see her on Facebook? What's the Facebook page? Yeah, yeah. I guess it's Polo, right? Polo Facebook? Uh, yeah, it's Polo Callahan. Actually I, actually, I have about six or seven Polo Callahan uh, friends. So I, I have other Polo Callahans. There's about 20 or 30 Polo Callahans. Yeah, I don't want any part of it. <laughs> So, uh, by um, the way, there's a question for you from Frank. Frank, you're on a fez. Up, oh, I lost you, buddy. Uh, uh, here's Tom. The problem is, oh, go ahead. Uh, let's go over to Richie in Maryland now. Richie. Hey, uh, Mr. B. Good. Um, yeah, I pursued uh, my wife, um, even though she was uh, currently married to my uh, closest and dearest friend. Um, she kind of showed interest in me and just sort of went back and forth. And, uh, next thing you knew, we were, uh, entangled in that kind of affair thing. And it was great. But I, uh, Dave, who do you went- consider your best friend right now? Catman? 
Uh, Catman, yeah, I would say Catman or Patty. That hurts. Would you feel bad if they right. hit him? Or is all fair and love and war? No, I, I mean... You think Richie did what he had to do? I would feel terrible. Well, that's, that, you, you shouldn't do that. Do you believe that Richie did the right thing? No, I don't. Does he? I, I, yeah, I think so. I did, the, you know, I did what I thought Hart needed and what she wanted. And uh, it wasn't, you know, it make me feel good in terms of, like, you know, guilt and stuff. There was definitely some guilt involved. But uh, believe it or not, he and I actually still talk. I'm sure they still do more than talk. Yeah, well, he, you know, he was uh, wanting to kill me for about a year. But then uh, he got over it, and he's remarried, and it's all good. There you go. It all works out. It doesn't work out. There's going to be horrible consequences down the road. Like what? That she's going to come back, or the other guy is going to come back and kill them both. Do you think Yellow will ever come back from the dead? You know, obviously, uh, Galo uh, was someone that I tried to do, that I struggled with to try and make her life good my entire life, and I failed. And I just, you know, I I think that, she, you know, she knows that on, from the dead. You know, and to a certain extent, I'm going to wind up... Does like she know who killed her, Paul? Huh? Does she know who killed her? No. She, you see, unfortunately, Bones with would be Gail, that movie. I uh, I can't tell you the amount of times that we went to the emergency room. I mean, you know, I I, know, I don't take drugs <laughs> I know. and I don't abuse alcohol, so I don't. I, mm, I didn't you know abuse what, alcohol a little? A little, but that was binges. I'm not an alcoholic. Yeah, you're a binge drinker, and that makes you an alcoholic. That's a this is Paulo's chick. Does her first name start with an E? Yes. <laughs> right, let me get a look at her. Wow. What a. A nice person. And you know the difference, obviously, with Melissa, who was a lot younger, and you know someone that um, I, uh, I mean, you know, Paul, all I, can say I can't is, is tell that, you how normal this person looks. And you couldn't believe how normal she is. She is extremely. Holy normal. shit! Fez, you're gonna like this. She has as her Facebook uh, status uh -huh. engaged to Paulo Callahan. Very nice. I didn't know there was an engagement going on, Paulo. Oh yeah, there's been engagement for a long time, but because my life is so is so bad, it truly is bad. The only good thing in my life for the last year is Eleonora, and everything else is just horrible. How old, is, how old is she, Paul? She's my age. Which is you never give us that. It's parts unknown. Oh, okay, it's fifty-three. All right, so you are finally with somebody your own age, right? Hmm. And we have, you know. Fantastic relationship. Now, has she had a normal life up to this point? Very normal. Well, I mean, you know, she's a widow, and, uh, you know, she's kind of suffered through that for the last three years and been dating a lot, and then she's very, very happy. That's very right. She's been dating a lot, huh? That's where you met her. Yeah. Some sort of weird widow chat room. Oh, widow Support chat. Group. That's what he did. Smart. And Correct. Paulo. Is that what happened? Yeah, well, no, no, it's a normal, it was a normal thing. I was extremely depressed. You two didn't do a throw mama from the train thing <laughs> together, did you? No, no, I mean, you know, she, uh, I mean, she basically got me at my lowest point when I was just about ready to give up. Uh, we got to do a search, search, hurry up and search while we're sitting here. Uh, let's give out one of the DVDs for uh, Big Love. Uh, got a question for us, Fez? Yep, um, I certainly do. We got Big Love on DVD to give away. This is season two, is what we have. And uh, it's only from HBO. I didn't say it wasn't. 
Don't have your questions? I had them, and now I don't know. Then can we Here just we do, it, do a ninth caller? No, I got the questions. I'll make it even longer. So here is the question for search, search, hurry up and search. What, is, what was the date of Katie Couric's first broadcast as anchor of the CBS Evening News? What this was, is like last year or the year before. What was the date of Katie Couric's first broadcast as anchor of the CBS Evening News? What year was Jerry Mathers born? Search, search, hurry up and search! How many stripes are on the Harlem Globetrotters' shorts? Search, search, hurry up and search! What's the annual rainfall in Cairo? Search, search, hurry up and search! It's everyone's favorite game show! So, Paula, you're really happy with this new chick, huh? Oh, she's just a wonderful person. I mean, in every, I mean, uh, you know, great mother, like one of the best mothers I've ever seen, and just uh, everything. How old are her kids? Uh, she has one that's 17 and one that's like 33. You can make a run at them. <laughs> I'm living in the house with a 17 year old, and I'm, you know, obviously, you know, unfortunately. So you all live together, huh? What? You live with them now? Yes, I've been living with them practically since the first day. Wow, you're wild. You're a wild man. I love it. Um, 17 years old. Wouldn't that be the same age as their abort? I mean, no. Yeah, right. It's exactly. way older. It's like 33. <laughs> uh, Greg, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, is it September 5th, 2006? that it, Fez? That is correct. Hold on, Greg. You're going to get a DVD copy of Big Love Season 2. Spread the holiday cheer with Big Love. Happy holidays and don't miss the new season of Big Love. Premiering Sunday, January 10th, 9 p.m. in the East, 8 Central, and only on HBO. Uh, what's the other thing uh, you have to go, Fez? The other thing is the new um, game for Xbox 360, Forza Motorsports. So let's have another search, search, hurry up and search question. Here's the next question. Who was Time Magazine's Man of the Year in 1962? What year was Jerry Mathers born? Search, search, hurry up and search! How many stripes are on the Harlem Globetrotters' shorts? Search, search, hurry up and search! What's the annual rainfall in Cairo? Search, search, hurry up and search! It's everyone's favorite game show! So what was this question, Fez? This question was, who was Time Magazine's Man of the Year in 1962? I'm going to make a guess here. I'm going to say JFK. Sorry. Was it Castro? No. Then I'm out. Put me down as out. And this is for the Forza Motorsport 3 game. Wasn't that the year of, like, the Bay of Pigs or... Yeah, Cuban Missile, Missile Crisis Cuban was Missile 62. Crisis? Definitely. I think uh, Bay Pig might have been 61, but Cuban Missile was definitely 62. Tony, you got an answer? JFK. Yeah, we just tried. Yeah, Paul, I'm going to suddenly decide to give you a prize after all this time. No, I, I didn't do the search. Uh, hi, you're on the Run and Fez show. What's your answer? Pope John Paul the 23rd. Sorry. They're not searching. They're guessing. Hi, you're on the Run and Fez show. You got an answer? Yes, I do. What is it? 
September 5th, 2006. Uh, sorry, that's the last one. You're one behind. <laughs> All right, you got an answer there. It is Pope John. Uh, more 23rd. Specific. The That's 23rd. it. Pope John the 23rd. And what did the other woman say? Pope John Paul the 23rd. Pope okay. John the 23rd. All right. Hang on, buddy. You're getting Forza Motorsports 3, Turn 10's latest racing epic, exclusively designed for the Xbox 360, the best driving game of this generation. So, Polo, you meet all these women in chat rooms. I... Uh, I was obviously very depressed and was very desperate, and I, I didn't specifically try to meet anyone uh, originally. And then when I was, you know, when Melissa did that whole thing, and then uh, I was kind of... Here's what gets to me. How can Polo, and everything you know about him, you feel superior, right, Fez? Sure. Why does he keep getting in relationships that you don't? Well, I think what happens is he keeps meeting nuts. No, it's not that bad. This woman looks like a normal woman to me. So far. No, look, all things considered, I mean, you know, I've been with you guys, too, I mean, on a very marginal level for many, many years. and But I don't think you truly know me as a person. I know you, know, you and I think you're fantastic. You know what, well, Paul, you next to a normal person, you look kind of normal in this picture. Uh, well, there you go. I, I am actually normal in my real life, but to a certain extent, the show over the years has brought out other aspects of Plus my with a cougar. She's kind of hot. She's lovely. Yeah. The little rose. I'm really going to yeah. give you a big thumbs up here. Well, is that her pool? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure which picture you're talking about. Looks like she's in front of a giant pool. She has four pictures. Oh, uh, yeah, I, uh, no, that's not, that's just probably some pool somewhere. We, she, we just had a pool built about a, uh, six months ago. So why are you complaining every day about money? Because it's not, it, I'm, I'm in shit. I'm in the shit. Yeah, but you're fucking a kept man that's great now. Let your stuff run to shit. Don't pay anything and live off her credit cards like a fucking man. <laughs> that's, that doesn't exactly make me feel good. You feel know good. Feel good. I would. I don't exactly approve of that in my. You're giving her what she needs. You're laying that pipe. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I would like. I mean, just thinking that it would be nice. Before I had money, and you know, was trying to. You know, Gail was spending ten thousand dollars a month, and you know, and then Melissa comes by and sends me and has me buy a house. You know that I. You know, in two different places, and then you know now I'm broke, and then and I have to be a kept man. I would prefer you, if everything was going right at one time. Yeah, it ain't gonna happen that way. You're too fucked up. You're enjoying that pool. <laughs> Yeah, just by, sit back and act like it's your money. <laughs> but I, I mean, what can I say? I, I just, yeah, she's one If I was you, I'd be putting another rock in that fucking pipe and relaxing. <laughs> just <laughs> not fucking is. caring about a thing. Now, here's the gift that'll show appreciation you, this holiday season. You're driving me nuts. Because do they really all have to come this close together? Well, it's just that the show's wrapping up. How is it wrapping up? Don't we hum? We have one more break to take, and then, then, we, then we take it to the end. I'm going to walk out for a second under fucking frustration. But if you three guys don't have a fucking production meeting before the show tomorrow and fix this, I'm going to go fucking nuts. It's the Vermont Teddy Bear Company. Ugh.
The Vermont Teddy Bear Company, perfect gift this holiday season. It's unexpected, it's thoughtful, and the kind of gift that shows her how much that you care. VermontTeddyBear.com is where you order this, and it's really easy to send one. You get great bears like Mr. and Mrs. Claus Bear, Baby's First Christmas Bear, or the Tree Cutter Lumberjack Bear. You can also personalize a bear for her hobby or occupation, like a nurse bear, chef bear, or even a teacher bear. All available at VermontTeddyBear.com. Give them a call, 1-800-829-BEAR, and in minutes you'll get her, she'll get the surprise of a season, and you'll have a bear counselor there to help you. Every Vermont teddy bear is delivered with a gift card and gourmet chocolates in their famous gift box. If mistletoe is good, then a Vermont teddy bear is great. Order today, 1-800-829-BEAR, that's 1-800-829-BEAR, or vermontteddybear.com. Respect the cock and tame the cunt tame it yeah brothers it's the Ron Fez show about to wrap this one up it's $500 winner thought we would have got one today Where'd Paulo go? Um, I think I hung up on him. Don't like him? Mm, no, I like him just fine, but I hung up on him. How come? Screwing around with the mouse, trying to put it on hold and hit the wrong button. Mm. Couldn't go back. I didn't know if we needed a, if, if he if we that, were done with him. Though you just let it go, let it slide. All right, I get it. Any big news stories we need to talk about before the end of the show today? Anything big out there that's only going to be fresh today? Yeah. By tomorrow will be stale. What do you got, Davey Mac? The Courtney Love situation. Courtney Love. We said we'd talk about that. She lost her little bean. Uh, the bean is now, I guess, with Kurt's mom? Right. Yeah, her grandmother. Here's what I understand. Why wait until this kid was 17? This Courtney Love's been off her fucking hook for all these years. Now, 17 years into it? Yeah, and unlike a lot of websites, and I, you know, I feel really bad for her. I mean, you know, she raised this child for 17 years of her life, and now if someone, you know, calls her because of some craziness she said on a Twitter or something like that, and now everyone wants to, you know, and everyone's so happy to take kids away from parents. Well, did you see that child services even showed up at Tiger's house? I saw that, too. Well, let's try to get this straight. Tiger fucks a bunch of chicks. <laughs> So we should take his kids? <laughs> How does that make sense? These kids have the best life in the world. I mean, talk about they're, they're, the, they're, the, they're the offspring of the best athlete. And even look at Frances Bean. She's a rich girl. Yeah. She's gone too far. She knows it doesn't matter any way. And she herself says, you know, I know my parents, well, I know my mom is, is a little screwy, but... She actually loves her mom. She she shouldn't. There's no reason for this. Now, I think we could all say we had fucking somewhat screwy parents. And then you could look at everybody else you know. Their parents were screwy. And, Dave, you're a parent, so you know now you're screwy when you're a parent. Yeah. You fuck up quite a bit. Stop making a federal case out of it. Yeah, if you're burning the kid with an iron, 
Somebody that needs to come in there. But not just for being dopey and weirdo. See, that's the thing. We don't know what's going on inside that love house. And who gets to decide? The people that go in there and investigate. Wait, so strangers <laughs> get to decide. Right, they're going to make a determination on if that's a safe place for Francis Bean. And you're okay with that? If How about this? How about the, up to this point, you're not okay with the way strangers say other people can be married? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't trust people to say what a marriage should be or what sexual orientation should be. Why would it be any different in this fucking answer? It seems to me, if you like being an American, there's only one answer. Get the fuck out of this house. <laughs> not answering any of your fucking questions. But also, the girl has said, Fez, that she, you know, that, that while she lives with a crazy mom, she... Her mom doesn't doesn't hurt her, doesn't do anything. She 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 loves her. Then apparently they saw something else and didn't listen to the kid. And what is that? They saw so, Courtney Love me, acting crazy on TV. So you're now going to believe them over the parent? You don't see the same connection I'm making with the gay marriage stuff? That the, that you don't want these people deciding what your private life should be. Is it weird there? Yes. Frances Bean says she's been a little girl has been playing house inside stacks of money. So every day she comes home like, this is my playing house, and inside stacks of money. Um, but really, it's fucking weird when you think about it. Um, here's uh, Ron in Illinois, your manifest. Hi, Ron. I just made the comment to your screener about, uh, you know, the reason child services went to Tiger's house was because of that uh, golf club wheeling old lady of his, you know? Absolutely, but guess what? If your old lady hits you in the head with a golf club, you're going to be fine. Stop making a fucking, literally a federal case out of it. Rich from the 27th floor. Hey, Ron, how's it going? Good. Uh, I wanted to pay Fez a compliment. Uh, met him in the elevator today, introduced myself, and I thought the wig looked really good. Oh, thank you, Rich. You're making friends in the elevator? Yeah, Rich approached me. I said mm. hello. Mm. Boy, that's where I like to meet listeners, in a confined <laughs> space. <laughs> he was standing at the back. He looked a little scared. Yeah, but he always is in the elevator anyway. He's got to go up 36 <laughs> floors. Yeah, I, it, it's it's a little bit more of a trip than the 27. And we were a little crowded at that point, for my taste. He's uh, seeing every trip as a Mercury launching. <laughs> uh, how many is too crowded in the elevator for you, Fizz? Four. Four? Yeah. So what is it about the fourth person? It's where now there's not a neutral corner to go to. It's like if there's if there's like a person like on one side, uh, person on the uh, on the left side, then someone in the middle. You could still go kind of back and forth if you needed to move up into the front of the elevator. Those front uh, right and left corners. Mm -hmm. But when there's four, you're basically four corners taken up, and there's nowhere to roam. Never heard this theory before. It's an interesting one. And I need that. I need that elevator space. And where are you going to be roaming during a ride in an elevator? All I need is that amount of space to pace back and forth if I need to I, while that thing's shaking and rocking. All right, let's suppose you don't know Fez, and you're like, uh, Rich, uh, you get in the elevator, and a man starts to pace back and forth <laughs> in the elevator. You're going to think to yourself, two is too many in the elevator. <laughs> What are you worried, that it's going to snap one day and send you back down? That uh, There's the snapping, there's the falling, there's the just being stuck. Mm. None of it's good. Yeah, none of that is good. <laughs> you haven't mentioned a good thing. 
The snapping, the falling. And some of them, they just, I don't know what's going on, but it's like you're being blasted through a wind tunnel because they're just shaking while the while the box goes up to the 36th floor. You agreeing with this, Rich? You're seeing the same amount of terror? <laughs> no, I didn't feel any at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I knew he was aggravated, though, because he was sandwiched between two guys, uh-huh. uh, as well as somebody held the door so I could get on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so always I always appreciate sure, that. Always. Yeah. No, I made sure me, to apologize. Let me say off. this. I hate any fucking door holder for any reasons. Get the next one. We have a bank right. of fucking like eight elevators. Yeah. You don't need to hold a door here. There's always Ever. another one on its way. There's no need to run and stick your hand in that door to make it pop open again. Well, I appreciate it because I finally got to meet Fez. I've been here three months. Rich, what kind of work you do there on the 27th floor? Uh, I am a engineer. Wow. Computers. Trains that far up high in the air. It's amazing <laughs> for me. Well, Fez, uh, you made a new friend today. Yep, yep. I got rich. Do you think that wig look weird? Be honest, Rich. Uh, I-, I thought it was quite eccentric. Yeah, he is eccentric lately. Well, where do we get this? Where do we get that monocle? <laughs> I think you're gonna like him even more. It's gonna be a good look. I'll have to stop by twenty seven and show you. Uh, I'd appreciate it. All right, Rich. Talk to you later, buddy. <laughs> Take care, guys. All right, making friends all the time is great. Um. Boy. Here's uh, Candace. Hi, guys. I just wanted to call and say Merry Christmas, Happy Winter Carnival, and I love y'all, and have a good holiday. That's the sweetest thing oh. ever. That's really our first real holiday wishes. Dad, this Candace. Uh, I want you uh, and your family to have a wonderful Ronica. I want you to write, uh, to light the Renora, and just really enjoy yourself. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks. Maybe that was Candace Bergen. That'd be awesome. Uh, Kurt, uh, let's go to Sean, Virginia, Yarmouth Fez. Hey, what's up? Happy Kwanzaa. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to talk about this uh, Courtney Love situation you guys mentioned. I mean, they're taking the kids and giving them to Kurt Cobain's mom. Well, who's to say that she knows what the fuck she's doing? I mean, look at Kurt Cobain. He blew his brains out. Well, the daughter herself said that her... Her grandmother, Kurt Cobain's mom, is like the strongest woman she's ever met. So what? Kids just because Kurt Cobain went about. nuts doesn't mean his mom did a bad job. Well, I'm sure at some point things that didn't go as planned. She did something right if she fucking produced a musical pioneer. Well, not always. Sometimes you become a musical pioneer because you hate it. The fucking life you had as a child. All right, but that wasn't the case with Kurt Cobain's mom. He can kill himself because of his mother. That would be fezzy. <laughs> uh, here's our buddy Rob in Staten Island. Good afternoon, buddies. Hey. Hey, Ron, you sent me to Craft uh, Steak back on Friday. Oh, yeah, how did you like it? It was easily the best food I've ever had. Well, that's and, great uh, to hear. They really went out of their way for me, too. When I, when I made reservations, they said, hey, try to act like I'm a big deal, because this girl's out of my league. Uh. And I, I was only kidding, and they did. They walked over and shook my hand. It was, it, was, it was such a wonderful night, but the food was incredible. Yeah, I had, a, I had the, the best steak meal I've had uh, there. And they, they honestly, if you notice, they'll tell you it's grass-fed and from what farm it is, or you can get corn-fed and what farm. But then their sides are amazing, which isn't always good. And then they also have amazing desserts. Hmm. Well, I didn't want to feel like a rube, because I didn't quite know how to eat the steak. 
but they they really make you uh they, they make you feel at home and well how do you I, not know I, how to eat a steak because it comes in a separate dish yeah. and it was also like three and a half inches thick and you know I, I know i'm i'm a simple guy with simple taste you know applebee's does me just fine but this was a this changed my life, Ronnie. It really did. It changed my life around. I'm going to look at things a little differently. And now this girl and I really have this memory of this wonderful night together. And i, I got to thank you for it. I, I nominate you for Beanie Cup today, actually. Well, uh, thank you, my friend. And uh, I will take uh, that. I've never, uh, never won a Beanie Cup before. Today's Beanie Cup goes to... Jay Moore. Jay Moore. And his wonderful Twitter, Jay Moore. Jay Moore, of course, treats me in a way that even my own East Side Dave doesn't. Oh, that's not he true. A... Jay Moore doesn't give you uh, screeners, does he? Yeah, but I'm thinking about the professional respect. When I came on oh. uh, the Sam and Dave show, uh, the lack of introduction, the well, that was because we're lack of explaining to your audience. Well, we didn't do that intentionally. And then here's a, a movie slash stand up slash sitcom star mm -hmm. who uh, is doing nothing but uh, saying the finest things in the world to me mm. and about me. And that's the thing. It's not something he said to me, something he said about me. Mm -hmm. So today's Beanie Cup winner. Today's Beanie Cup goes to Jay Moore. Um... There's also a Milwaukee teacher who was charged with disorderly conduct after punishing a first grader by cutting her hair. Yeah, you can't do that. She was given a $175 ticket. But the, her, her, her thing was, well, how else are we supposed to discipline kids? Uh, you don't do it by cutting their hair. That's yeah. not fucking discipline. That's off the hook. You're not going to send your kid to school to then come back with a crazy haircut. I was bad today. It seems weird that it was just a fine. Like she got charged with barbering without a license. That's disorderly conduct. Well, that well that guy that um, punched Snooki in the face didn't get any time. He got anger management, like $500 fine. Punched a fucking woman in the face. <laughs> I think he also got like six months probation. Wow. Uh -huh. He punched a fucking woman I know, he hauled in the her. face. Yeah. As hard as he could. Sick. Uh, John in Ohio, you're on Fez. Hey, Ron and Fez. I have a quick question. How much longer are we going to have to put up with old Fezzi ruining the show with these live reads? Fez, can you answer his question? Well, it's a busy holiday season, that's for sure. But here's what what's depressed me. We used to be known for the live reads. Uh-huh. We, they were fun. They were inventive. Now we're just turning into a, 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 a... You're just reading these things off, and it's like a fucking commercial. We don't even fuck with them anymore. Hmm. You're somehow, you've moved over to be with them. Well, I have one left here, and it's Steven Singer Jewelers. But do you hear what I had to say about it? Yes, I did. Like, you're just reading copy points. We're not having fun and busting Steven Singer for Jewelers' balls. That's, I hate Steven Singer.com. Okay is the website, because people hate Steven Singer. There was one guy who ended up going in there, buying jewelry for his wife. She's so grateful. They go and make love. Nine months later, they got a baby. Guy walks in and says, I hate you, Steven Singer. You know why I know that? Why? You've read it now five times. That same story. Well, I, I know it. I understand it. 
and Steven Singer Jewelers, they've got the best affordable prices, and they've got the lifetime guarantee because they are stable. They're not going out of business like some other jewelry stores. They can give you a lifetime guarantee. Also, you're getting the best affordable price, and it's going to be great customer service because they got people in there that know jewelry, plus they know people who shop for jewelry. It's not like going into some snobby mall and finding out that you're really not even welcome there, like you've somehow trespassed on their beautiful jewelry store. Not at Steven Singer Jewelers. Steven Singer Jewelers, they've got the black diamonds. You can see those on the website, IHateStevenSinger.com. And you can head to the uh, jewelry store in Philadelphia, the corner of 8th and Walnut. Steven Singer, perfect gifts at affordable prices for the holiday. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com or the store at the corner of 8th and Walnut, Steven Singer. Jewelers. Um, Diane Sawyer is getting ready to take over uh, the World News Tonight at ABC from Charlie Gibson. So he's actually bad mouthing her, where he's saying that uh, she'll bring a buzz to an, uh, and an attention to this program that I couldn't, but. Does that keep them? She'll bring a lot of people to the tent, but does that keep them? Brian, in New York City, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Bobby. Hey, buddy. Uh, I disagree with you about holding the elevator. I never do it, and uh, my doorman actually yelled at me because I have a very elderly lady in my building. And I don't hold the elevator for her because I just live on the seventh floor. By the time it comes up, goes up, and comes back down again, she's not even at the door. I mean, what am I going to wait around for? Uh, first of all, you don't disagree with us because none of us are elevator door handlers. No, all I, of I don't us, do it. I, all of us on this show, we treat the elevator the same way we treat a toilet stall. Someone's in here. Excuse me. <laughs> Someone's in here. I would like to see individual elevator usage. That'd be much cool. the same way as a bathroom. Well, maybe like in the Minority Report world. Excuse me. Somebody in here. Well, you'd figure, like, if at the bank, you know, they have those, like, tubes that, you know, suction those those little things up, you'd figure they'd make a human-sized version of those by now. You know, that would could be placed in an apartment building. Mm -hmm. And then your tube is just getting to where it needs to be. Rick in Nevada, you're on Run of Fez. Yeah, uh, last week you guys had a show where you talked about the baby Jesus, Mary, and all that. Mm-hmm. But uh, nobody ever mentions Joseph. He he's the he's the one that uh, was married to this chick that wasn't given him any, and all of a sudden she turns up pregnant, and uh, he puts up with this uh, all the way through the thing. Uh, you'll never hear problem. anybody on this show badmouth Joseph. Uh, number one, terrific guy, best stepdad ever. Never raised a hand to that kid. Never even bothered Mary about who's the dad. Blah blah blah. Just went with it. Rolled with it. Nice guy, Joseph. He should be called Nice Guy Joey. <laughs> and that whole type thing. And I liked his Technicolor dream coat. That was a different Joseph. And if you followed anything about the Bible, you'd know that. Oh, I, I'm not a big Broadway person. That had nothing to do with Broadway. Right. Um, good guy. At one point in the, uh, the Bible, he's trying to tell Jesus what to do. And Jesus screams at him, you're not my real dad. <laughs> and goes running up the steps. Well, Jesus was right. Technically, yes. But he had to admit that was his earthling dad. Uh, Joseph taught him the family business, the carpentry. 
What do you mean taught him? He's huh. God. Why right. don't they just know how to do it? <laughs> if you can walk on water, you can build a fucking birdhouse. You, are you acting like he struggled with carpentry? He's Jesus. He's way cool. He can do anything he wants, anytime he wants. That's like saying, oh, I taught Superman how to lift weights. <laughs> now look at him. You're going to take fucking responsibility for Superman? I wouldn't. Joseph must have thought he had a real knack for the business then. Joseph only wanted one thing, and that was for him to play sports. Because he knew he could dominate. But Jesus didn't want to do it. He was kind of a soft boy. Never liked to compete. Do you think Joseph knew that God was his father, Jesus' father? You ever know those guys, they'll just accept whatever the chick tells them. Right. I guess so. Like, I never did anything with him. We were just friends. And that's why we went away that weekend. Oh, really? Just as friends? Talk about the uncomfortable part where, like, your ex I, comes and visits your kid. I, I know a fucking guy who's with a chick. You could go over there and say to him, I need to take her out for 15 minutes. Don't worry, I'll bring her right back. He would just fucking stand and let you do it. <laughs> Cuckle. God is more like Mary's, like, ex-husband when you think about it. No, not really. He's Coming more around. like the fucking... He's more like God. Oh, okay. Master of the entire universe. And Joseph must have known because he was he took Jesus when he was two off to Egypt to hide him. So he didn't get killed? Well, he knew from the beginning. Yeah, mm. he he jumped in and did the right thing. Jo Joseph's a fantastic guy. Okay. You would not have that biblical story without a Jesus. This kept him, for as Fred Brooklyn says, no one ever called Jesus the bastard child. <laughs> or he would have been a bastard. Right. It's a nice name, too, Joseph. I think he also took his last name, of Nazareth. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know that. So they're part of the of Nazareth family. <laughs> oh, Nazareth. They're yeah. Irish. See, if Joseph didn't know, that had to just seem crazy. Why does everyone in the land want to kill my baby? That He was just born. What could have possibly happened that are making people hunt him down? That's another thing about Jesus. It's like you're born in Bethlehem, then you say you're in Nazareth, then, then you're from Jerusalem. It's like he's the Eddie Vedder of Messiahs. Like, where are you from? Why is he not called Jesus of Bethlehem? That's where he was born. Yeah, but that was on a road trip. Like you, you're East Side Jersey. No one ever goes back to your Santa Monica roots. <laughs> Newport Beach. What's the difference? <laughs> There's a you look Why don't we start and call you Pismo Pete? Because you were born in Pismo Pete. <laughs> yeah, I call myself. But that's what I'm saying. But you always say you're a Jersey guy. I do. And okay. that was the third place you lived. All right. But then. You, you lived in Cali. But. You were Bucks County Bob for a while. And then you moved <laughs> yeah. over to Jersey. All right. Well, then. But that's what I'm saying. Then don't make such a big deal of it. Oh, little boy from Bethlehem. Like, do da. Do da. I don't know that one. The hymn. The hymn. The hymn. That is the hymn. There's a He's Jesus, the him. Boy. But why are you and Fez get so angry about things? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not angry. I, just, I want you both look at each other. Repeat after me. I'm the angriest man alive. I'm, I'm the, the angriest man, man alive. alive. And uh, I'll repeat whatever I'm told. I'll repeat, repeat whatever, whatever I'm told. It's embarrassing. Just, what happened? I couldn't, I couldn't sleep tonight if someone let <laughs> me did what you guys just did. Well, you got it's complicated. I got that for you. I just got some presents from Dr. Steve. Uh-huh. Sent to my house. 
Oh, wow. Oh, it is. It opens a boat. You have an Amazon wish list? Why would I? I do. What's on yours? Um, just like lots of Wii games. and. I guess if I have one Amazon uh, wish, wish list, it's sleep with a 610 chick. <laughs> who's the wish list for? Uh, for myself. It's just like, well, who's, who's supposed to read it? Just if I like if if someone's if if a member of my family is feeling generous, if one of my brothers, if my mom wants to know what to get David McDonald on Amazon dot com, then uh, you know that's what happens. I think that's kind of sick. Really, yeah. it's like an adult Christmas list. That's all. But it is. you would have to tell him that it's there. I just did. Skip Manhattan. You're on a fist. Hey, uh, Ronnie B. Um, you know, I think that uh, Mary was, I mean, uh, Jesus was probably a little more manly than you give him credit for. Because uh, think about it, through quite a few years, he was knocking boots with uh, Mary Magdalene. Do you believe that's true, Fez? Um, I don't think so. I think they were probably good friends, close friends. But what? I, I, don't, I don't think they were married or involved. Why not? I, th I think she was just. I think she was just another one of his disciples, another one of his students who followed him around. Oh, another one of his posse. Did How come she's not listed as a disciple then? Because I don't think women would have gotten listed as like someone who's uh, a student or or a disciple back then. Why I, not? Because I, I just don't think women were probably allowed to get educated, and if they were following around this rabbi. I mean, that if they weren't, why did he educate her? Oh, because he didn't have any prejudices. Then why would we have kept it? You understand? Mm -hmm. How far has his progressive thinking hmm. gone if his own followers would take her out of the disciple thing? And then what makes you trust that you are getting the word of the Lord? If this thing that he thought was important enough that if she was a disciple... And then it's not reported in the Bible that he made this radical move and it's not get reported. Then of what value would that book have to you? Yeah, someone would have had to change it along the way. Well, I think the answer would be no value. Scott, Los Angeles. Yeah, uh, so, uh, what do you think about uh, Clark Kent's stepfather? Was he a better, uh, better stepfather than Joseph? Well, Pa Ken did basically a lot of the same things. Um, yeah, you see where I'm going with that, thing? Hit the kid. Good guy. Kent's, yeah. Kent's were fantastic people. Can't say enough about him. His name was Pa Kent? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't put a lot of thought into that character, huh? No, they came up with this a, a, a long time ago. It's like we talk about, that Superman story just doesn't work <laughs> it anymore. Sucks. It just is <laughs> not for 2010. Fucking awful name. Pa Kent. Well, that's it for us kids. Another Ron and Fez show. Put to bed. See you guys tomorrow. You got anything you need to plug, Kicks? Nope. Davey Mac? DineDumphy.com. Fez, you got another seven uh, libraries to do? No, but I'll plug uh, Sleeve's new CD, Whisper, Pray, Make Room, available at RadioGhost.com. Uh, by the way, so many people have asked about that special. We're going to replay it on Christmas Day, but uh, Fez is right. Go to RadioGhost.com, buy it, make a great Christmas present for 
some one of your friends or family. That's it for us, guys. Peace. And uh, mobcandy.com is the place to go. Thanks, Brother Magazine's big man. And that's the end of my show. Donk. That you've been bold with Harry, Mark, and John. Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday to Thursday with Harry, Mark, and John. Saddle drive me out of my mind. I watched it for a little while. I love to watch things on TV.